just like work, but it's a shoot, but it's also a shoot, and it's also a work, but it's also kind of a shoot heat in backstage locker rooms at AEW. We're back. <laughs> Very there's good. always some sort of story about this guy's shoot, quote, shoot mad at this guy oh, sort yeah. of deal. Which I don't, I do and I don't hate. I think I really me, hate it. It's, it's, I really do hate it. I think that for me, with most things, it's when it's done too much and too often that I start to turn on it, and it's done too much and too often. But occasionally, I'm on board with such things. Uh, related. So, yes. Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston, right? Mm-hmm. They fucking shoot, work, work their shoot, fucking into a work, shoot, 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 shoot. Dude, I'll work my shoot right into your fucking <laughs> face, man. Whoa. Not on my I, only, I only bring this up. <laughs> Quit working your pork. Uh, I only bring this up to reveal that they announced Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii mm. on the buy-in for pay-per-view on Sunday. Okay. I am interested in watching that. Yeah. I think I'm more interested in watching that than I would have been watching Eddie versus Sammy. Fair. But, no, with you. It just fucking infuriates me. Uh, AEW's really bad about doing this thing where they have two of the same things going on at the same time. Mm. So, there's a lot of, like, kerfuffle about CM Punk backstage. Okay. Yep. But there's also stuff about, like I said, Eddie and Sammy. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not... S- you- pick one. Yeah. Like, they, they did the thing we talked about on this show about, like, they're working the idea that Omega came back too early from injury. Now they are doing this with Punk and him blowing out his foot. And it's the thing where I'm like, you you yeah. gotta do, like, both of these make sense, but these guys it's are on literally perfect. the same yeah. show. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just a thing where it's like, you, you know, I don't know. Even, even if they did, like, even if they did fucking punk is shoot mad at this guy, they wrestle, and then that feud is over. And then the right. next thing is, Eddie is shoot mad at this guy. Yes. Alright. You just did that, though. Correct. Even if it's not at the same time. Like, it's just... You're doing it too much. You're no, doing like, the, the, the Vince Russo thing of, well, this is real. Right. But, but this, this is real. Yeah. Everything it's, else it's, we it's saw the, was fake, uh, this um, is real. I would call it the brawl for all complex. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good like, way to hey, put that. Hey, be invested in the program. Oh, th- the rest of it, though, is, is whatever. But this part, this is fucking real. So you should be invested in this. Except that the top guys in the work part that you're supposed to believe is real are in the thing that's actually real. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know what else AEW is very bad about? And you, you just made me remember this, too. They get guys into those grooves, like, in those loops, like you were just talking about, where it's like, I, I love Eddie Kingston, but every few that he has is the same The few. exact same. And you know who else did this? Hmm. MJF. Yeah. Every time it was, this guy fucking hates MJF because of some sort of a betrayal, <laughs> and then it becomes, you have to go through X amount of goons to get to me. Yeah. They did it with Cody, they did it with Jericho, they did it with Wardlow. And because these things do take time, it's he, he has had the same feud since the company started yeah. three times. Yes. <laughs> and one I, just bleeding straight into the other one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even the Punk, yeah, four, four times. Because Punk had to go through a bunch of bullshit to get to God him, too. damn it, man. But... I don't know. Um, so Roman has Jimmy and Jay. Yes. And he still doesn't do that to people. Yeah. Um, 
You know what's well, weird I, I mean, than making your opponent go through obstacles to get to you? Uh, Being like, yeah, I'll face you. Well, we've talked about that before in the show, where it's like, just that, for yeah, some reason I'm in wrestling, badass. your word is law or something. Like, Yeah, word is like, law. Like, you could literally just... You have to beat these ten guys if you want to fight me. Beats the ten and guys. Then, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, or, or even better, I like the idea of a heel going like, you have to beat this guy before you have a chance at the pay-per-view to... to you, to face me and that match is happening right now and then Teddy Long comes out and be like that's not happening I didn't sanction that you don't run the show I do you're facing him at the pay-per-view that's it uh, oh man okay so I just want to preface this we haven't even introduced ourselves oh my god we haven't done any of our normal shtick so I'm just going to throw this out here right now Yes. My name is Tom, also known as Christian Rose, also known as the last survivor of Alcatraz. Mmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. I am being joined, as always, with a fervent hum in support of me a moment ago. Bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braden Bend? Why not? Say ben. the last name. Otherwise known as Damien Deschain. Otherwise known as the first Australian prisoner to step foot in Melbourne. All right. I don't know. I just, that was the first Go thing. Go for it. I like that you pronounced it correctly. Sure did. Uh, I like Australia. You see, my buddy, my buddy Murphy. Way to blow the spot. <laughs> my favorite wrestler walking the planet is Buddy Matthews. Oh, by the way, I, I do have a, a Buddy Murphy related thing to talk about. So you Ooh. said before we get into it, you said earlier you want to load the undercard on this one, correct? Or is yes. that the next one? That that is this one. That is watch this one. along because I've got spoiler <laughs> spoiler for next next week, guys. Um, oh, by the way, whatever you're thinking, we're doing a watch along on noble listener. It ain't okay. And that whole watch along and episode is going to be dedicated to a very dear friend of ours. Which one? Stay tuned. Um, so, so go ahead. Sorry. So the reason I bring this up is I actually have a decent amount of things to talk about on the undercard, okay, and good, one of them I do does too. involve your boy Buddy Murphy. Yes. So, uh, but before we do that, oh, I, I am, don't have a can. <laughs> oh God, don't trip. Okay, I'm gonna vamp for just a second here. He, I, I, by vamp, I'm just gonna do live play by play. I can literally still see you. He's gone to the fridge. Uh, he seems to be blinded by distance. <laughs> He's investigating. He's gone to the side of the fridge, perhaps for a warm soda. He's coming back with what appears to be a Diet Pepsi. Hey, what's up, man? It's not warm. <laughs> oh, good. Anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now, we got to ring this bell. Beautiful. Now, that's, see, now that's what it's supposed to be. Brother, Goddamn. Brother, I'm going to tell you why that happened so perfectly. And, mm-hmm. an old, as you like to say, an old theme returns. Mm-hmm. I want to clip my nails, but I didn't because I knew that I needed that device at the end of my finger to make that bell ringing happen so perfectly. It's so funny you say that because literally this morning as I was watching the show that we were reviewing, Mm -hmm. I clipped my fingernails at my computer desk. Welcome back to Manicure Hour where we talk about the finer points of cutting your nails in or out of the shower. That is correct. Um... Okay. By the way, I've never argued with your efficiency. <laughs> I'm just saying I do it at my computer desk. <laughs> uh, I have argued with your efficiency. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair as long enough. as we're just putting everything out on the on the table. Um, let's get to this undercard. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. I got a couple of things, but I'll let I'll let you open. I'll, I'll let you open. You go. I on. just wanted to 
I'm gonna start small and mm-hmm. build up. Um, first of all, uh, I've made a lifestyle change mm-hmm. recently that I'm quite proud of. Good. It's a small step. I know I should be doing more, but I'm happy that I'm making a step. Okay. okay? Now, for uh, for the last week or so, mm-hmm. before I have any energy drink. Any any caffeine, any soda, mm-hmm. any whatever. I have a full bottle of water. Yeah, Good. that's that's small. And I've been doing it. Yeah, and it's been great. Good. It's kind it's kind it's kind of cool to start my day off and get going without an energy drink. Uh, you know I, I mean? no, for sure and. Good on you. Water is good for people. We should all drink more water. Um, I know I should. That's why I'm forcing myself to. Do you think that you'll get to a point where, the, because that becomes routine, that you're kind of like, eh, maybe two bottles of water before? Or is that just I, not... Okay, so when I came up with this plan, mm-hmm. I was I, I was kind of like, in the back of my mind, I was like, this could turn into a lot of water per day. You know what I mean? Like, sure. But that's the goal, of course. Yeah. I want to rely less on this, but... Right. I had a, a fairly extreme variation of this earlier this year. Yes, I remember you said it, something about the, like, like I was going to drink a, about this. I, and I stuck with this for months, actually. Drink a gallon of water a day before I was having any alcohol, if I had a soda, soda, whatever. You probably pissed 17 times a day. A good chunk of my spring went to <laughs> urination. Uh, a good chunk of your spring. <laughs> a whole season. What just happened? You, you clanged something there. Uh, I was just pulling... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No. Good on you. That's all. No. On that, at least. But uh, yeah. Are we... Does, do we start talking about stuff that we've watched yet? Or no? Because as far as, like, funny job stuff or funny life stuff, I have... And I need to make this very clear... Nothing of mm-hmm. interest has happened mm-hmm. except for. Uh, I mean, I guess it, uh, this counts. Uh, I had my twenty-year class reunion this mm. past weekend. Mm. Uh, did journey on Friday. L- left home Friday morning. Drove from here to Effingham, which is a pr- yeah, just under four hours, maybe three and a half. Yeah. Jumped in the car with. Um, I'm going to call him friend of the show, Sage Phillips, rode from Effingham, Illinois to Kansas City, mm. did the show, was enraged on the way there when I was told that the show didn't start at 7, but at 8, uh, <laughs> came back from Kansas City to Effingham, got to my truck at about 5 in the morning, drove another hour from there to my dad's, got to my dad's at about 6 in the morning, in bed by 6.30 in my old room, which mm. was kind of nice. Slept until 1.30 in the afternoon. Got up. Hung out at the house for a little bit. Drove from there about 45 minutes to Mattoon. Worked out at a Planet Fitness because it was the nearest gym that I had access to. Then went 45 minutes back to Martinsville. Then my class reunion. Yeah. Mate, why didn't you just do a sweat deck? I don't, I don't know. I, I, that was so much extra driving I, and time. Honestly, uh, my dad and like everybody was gone. Like, they were all out doing tr- stuff. And yeah. It's just kind of like, I can't stay here by myself. I'm very bored. Uh, that was it. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, class reunion. Uh, it was great. 
Like, did I you know, get to dunk on all your bullies? I don't know. Did you? Were, no, I don't think you were. Didn't have you didn't, any. You never told me the, uh, anything about bullying. So if you I told me that you were bullied growing up, I would be genuinely surprised. No, I'd be like, how did you not tell me about this before? Anyway, um, I was. Well, not really. No, it was great. I had a, I had a great time. Um, during dinner, like one of my friends said something about like, yeah, I mean, my life's not as awesome and cool as yours. And I was like, I mean, I don't know that you should value your existence like that, but that's very nice of you to say. Uh, Fair enough. Had a great time. Uh, my town has built a park, which, like, when I was a kid, there were no, for the most part, no restaurants. There was no bar. There was nowhere to buy alcohol. There was nothing. Now there is a bar across the street from a restaurant. They're having. There was a block party on the same night as a reunion, which is part Ooh. of why we scheduled it, because then it was, like, just a bigger event, I guess. Hell yeah. They built a park that has a fucking zip line in it that is just open to the public. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it is so dangerous and there are signs posted all over that say zipline at your own you know risk you know blah 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 it is awesome I did it several times I tried to do it once with one hand uh, while drinking a beer made it all the way down and it, the thing just when I say it just stops it just oh, yeah. stops I know exactly what you're talking about had, had my left hand around the rope which was my mistake hit the end swung up into the air lost my grip fell and basically did a back bump into the gravel at the end of the zip line from 30 feet in the air uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ no it was probably about 4 feet um got up shrugged it off everybody laughed we had a good time uh there's a big slide uh the slide is fun it's also very dangerous mm-hmm. uh yeah I think things are more fun when there were when, the, when, when danger's involved like every person talking about like an old playground from like back in the day when it was you know wood and steel beams and concrete yeah. that's what these new devices are yeah. they are just this this fucking zip line and this slide are if there was a zip line at a public school in 1962 it would be this one it is awesome and sketchy but yeah um then we just went to the bar for hours uh, that, I got to catch up with everybody. My dad and my brothers came in for the block party. My sister, too. You know what's awesome? See them. Hmm. Just randomly. Yes. It's kind of crazy to hear you say this, because I was just thinking earlier today, five years ago was when I started my senior year. Yeah. It just doesn't feel correct. It just right. doesn't feel right. I don't like it. Um, I mean, like, people have, like, different, you know, experiences in school, obviously. I, I Mine was great. I liked I liked high school. I did too, and so like it was really cool to go back and see everybody, and like the setting was very cool. Um, I won three hundred dollars. Got to that, that also helps. Uh, Got to had a very funny moment with my dad, where him, like I said, him and my brothers all came in. We're in you know in the bar, we're hanging out, and he jokingly looks at me and my brothers and just goes, "Maybe I messed up raising you kids. You're out drinking and gambling at all hours of the night." And I go, "You're in the same bar as we are. You're <laughs> drinking a beer right now." And he just goes. Well, I'm not gambling, and I go not yet. <laughs> um, but it was it was very uh, funny. Um, but yeah, had a great time. Um, then uh, drove home. Uh, I said I was going to leave around 11:30 or midnight, and I think at about 1:15, I realized I was still standing on Main Street in Martinsville, Illinois, talking to friends. I was like, I have to go now. Uh, got home, slept for about four hours, and then I went to work, mm. and it was fucking brutal. Because I was tired and sore. I was more sore from that fucking zip line and that slide than I was from wrestling Jake something the night prior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Work was brutal. But that's okay. 
You know what we need to talk about now? What do we need to talk about now? Two weekends, or, yeah, two weekends ago. Yes. We had a show. Mm-hmm. And it was a fucking goddamner of one. That's right, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, Dreamwave happened. And it was good. And it was the best ever. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, the show got moved from its intended location at La Grotto's due to the weather. So we got to go back to what I refer to as the Cork and Hall of the Illinois Valley, the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. So this obviously had to then impact your experience. Big time. Because you went from basically getting a version of Dreamwave (laughs) to getting outside of the showtime from, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Outside of that, which, by the way, I loved. Me too. And I desperately hope stays a thing. And if you're a promoter listening to this, more afternoon shows. Please. Please. For everyone. Dead serious. To such a degree where I'm like, why hasn't it always been like this? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> because by the time we because for reference for people who have, have not been to the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle we wrestle on the second floor we have to take the ring yeah. up the fire escape and you may be asking well why the fire escape because it is a flight of stairs and to go through the building is two yes so correct um but we had so many people there yeah. That setup went like that. Yep. Tear down went like that. There was still the sun was in the sky when we were on our way uh-huh. to Legrados. Yeah. For the after party, like that's the best. It was, it was. I I wish it was like that every time. I do also know that this little inside info here, keeping the shows at that time period is being highly considered, like going forward, because one everyone loved it, and two your after party host, which was in this case Legrados, then has four, five hours of business from fans, the boys, whatever. Yeah. As the as opposed to like the regular two. Yeah. You know, you run a, a seven o'clock show, by the time it's over, let's just say it's ten. Right? That's three I, hours. I remember I remember Dreamwave usually later. I remember Dreamwave usually being around three hours. Yeah. And some of them did go even longer. But Oh, I remember. By the time that, like, everything gets torn down and you get out of there and you say your goodbyes to everybody and you get to the after party, even in the valley, they have two hours of business left. Yeah. It, you know, that it's hard to sell a sponsorship on. There's going to be people showing up two hours after the event. You have two hours left. Like, mm. tough sell. I'm sorry. Go on. So, Yes. You said I was about to. I, I was going to get originally a version of Dreamwave, but it was even further removed from Dreamwave in my mind from right. that yeah. because we had wrestled at Legrados before for Zawa. Sure. So it was gonna just feel like that to me, right. no matter what, right? But for example, I I hit my own pissing pen <laughs> in the Smiz room. Yes. In the Dreamwave locker room, the legendary Smiz room. Yes, I did, and I took Aww. a picture of myself while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because you, like, were, you I, were with me when I was bopping around showing you guys where all the stuff was in there, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. It was you, me, Bailey, and... Or was that it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Connor was there. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But, like, just going around downstairs and being like, this is the star room. This is Jay's office. This is Bloomington's room. <laughs> you know, like... It's so cool. Is it still Bloomington's room? 
Yeah. I got to see where the Moondog sponsorship tryout was filmed. Yes. I saw the wall and I was like, I, that's it. I instinctively started to go towards the Team Overkill room with the intent of renaming it Those Damn Coyotes Room, and it is chock full of stuff to where you can't even walk in. So I was mm. like, well, okay. But, found me a new room. I set up shop. I had my own like private room that night because everybody else was socializing a little bit more. It was very nice. Good. So now I have my own little room. If I wanted to be by myself, can be. And if not, yeah, whatever. I'll hang out. Where's your room? Uh, Minnesota's room. Okay. Across from that. It is now empty and small. The one next to it? Yeah. Okay. Like, you go left to go to the Minnesota room, you go right to go to mine. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that, uh... Who's in the girls' room? Nobody? Nobody. At least not this time around. I think maybe Vic. I think maybe okay. he was in there. I think I'm pretty content hanging out in the Smiz room most top, most often. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. It's just a cozy room. It it's is. Got, like, and, it, and, it has the, and it has the monitor in it. It has the monitor in it. Yeah. Or one of the two. One of the two, yeah. Until we lost the feed monitor. during the main event. Yeah, somebody said it was like on the entrances. And it, it, it yeah, something like that. that. I was like, come on. I was in the room with uh, Austin Roberts. We were in the yeah. Smiz, and we heard the three count, and we were both like... Shit already? Yeah. And then we got to talking. Well, probably makes more sense to just have a hot. It was like, a sprint. Yeah. Sprint. Yeah. So your match though, those damn coyotes against the Becks. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's that's a full circle thing for me. Yeah. It really is. Like, there was a moment in the in during, before the match when they made they were making their entrance and uh, we did the whole thing where they got in the ring and we immediately bail out. out yeah, of there. yeah. love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. At one point, Stumpy is looking looking at me. Right. Like, and I can just see his eyes because he has the mask on, of course. Right. And for some reason, when we locked eyes, mm. I felt like he, he knows I'm scared shitless right now. <laughs> Uh, he did, but also, spoiler, he knew beforehand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I tell you what, man, one of the coolest parts of the whole day was when we were next and we went up to Gorilla. Yeah. The second we, I got there, yeah. when the shit was going down, because I was, I was in that room, in and out of that room. Sure. That area, all day, set up and all that stuff. But... Once but the when shit was going on, on yeah. and we are in Gorilla, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking intense. Right. Like, I slapped myself in the face. Bernard goes, you good? I'm like, yeah. If I had said anything more than yeah, I would have cried. Like, <laughs> oh, that's how close. It. You know what my favorite part of your match was? Watching your mom watch your match. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Bailey had a great time. Bailey had a good showing. Dakota had a good showing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, was, dude, it was it was perfect. It was I couldn't great, have asked for day. more. Like, it was just the best. Yeah. I was uh, very happy for all y'all. Very proud of you. It's good stuff. Can we talk about something else now? Yeah. Or is this it? <laughs> that, no, that was... Uh, okay. No, okay, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for coming. No. Um, <laughs> what you, are we... Hmm? You forgot to tell Brain about your new car. No, no, this that's got mentioned on here. Okay. We're up to eight now. There is one thing that's not, like, wrestling that I've seen related. Go for it. Last week's episode, we teased something because we said we were going to do two episodes that night, and we didn't end up we didn't doing do it. We do it. That's right. But when I was listening to that episode, I immediately wrote it down when you teased it because we told 
people okay. that we would tell this story on the next episode. Well, now we're here. What is I, I, what is yeah. the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life? Oh God, uh, fuck! I forgot. We told, that we, I forgot we that we set people, this up. We told the people. Um, we teased it for this episode. Okay. So, to preface, uh, and th- this is not a brag. This is just a statement of fact. I do not get grossed out very easily. Like, there's stuff where it's like, oh, that's disgusting. You, ah, gross. You know, mm-hmm. nasty, whatever. But, like, you know how there are people that, uh, uh, I'm to think of an example. Um, okay, uh, you know the people that, like, if they see somebody throwing up, they throw up. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Nope, that, that is, doesn't bother me a bit, right? No, like, it is hard to make me genuinely queasy. All right? Mm-hmm. That is part one of the foreshadowing. Part two, I grew up on a farm. This has been well documented. Yes. All right. See, okay, so when you said, <laughs> when you teased that, uh-huh. my first thing is, I bet you it's probably a farm story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and okay. I'm so glad that I was right. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm So not. I am going to tell this in the most clinical way that I can. Okay. So despite being domesticated for a very long time now, cattle at some point were wild animals. Mm-hmm. There was a time where there were wild cows. Keep this in mind. Cows went... Okay, Cows clearly are vegetarian animals, right? So yeah. their teeth are not designed for anything but flat, dull, almost nutritionless grass. This yes. is also something to keep in mind here. So, once upon a time, uh, one of our cows gave birth or had a calf, which happens all the time. Whatever, right? Miracle of nature and all that jazz, plus eventual either money or meat. So, there yeah. it be. A cow's natural instinct upon giving birth is to eat the placenta or the afterbirth because otherwise this will attract predators while you have a newborn offspring. Okay. They are not designed physically for this. So I once saw a fully grown cow after moments, seconds after giving birth. Checks on the calf. The calf is breathing the calf is fine and this cow proceeded to eat its own afterbirth in front of me pulling it up off the ground with dirt and bits of whatever on it and because their teeth are not designed for anything even close to this it is in essence going and trying to choke it down and then throwing its head upwards so that this material falls down its throat this is horrifying And then it became infinitely worse, where the cow lowered its head at some point to breathe or to do I don't know what, it doesn't matter, and its mouth had come open, and all of this came rushing back out of its throat and mouth onto the ground, completely not torn because their teeth are so dull that it cannot cut this embryonic sack. And then, Brayden, it ate it again, and this time to completion... And then it just wandered away with its little baby as though nothing had occurred. And it's the only thing I've ever seen in my life that made my stomach genuinely turn to the point where I thought, I might actually throw up. Okay. This was at approximately, I'm going to guess, 
12.30 on a summer afternoon out of school. Yeah. So, genuine question. Yes. Why didn't you look away? Genuine answer? I couldn't. It, 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 it's that the, the train wreck thing, whatever you want to call it, I don't morbid know. Morbid curiosity. That morbid curiosity. That, that un- because, like, I had never... I had only ever seen cows giving birth before that with, like, if there was, like, a medical problem, we had to have a vet come out or something and, like, yeah. assist. This That's a completely different situation. So no one else was around to, like, stop no, like, this from uh, happening? I think the... Well, you don't stop it. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> and then what? Now I'm carrying that? No, someone else take it away. And then what? what? They're carrying it? Yeah. And, and do what with it? Throw, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Bury it. These are all much harder. Everything you guys just pitch is much harder than either just doing what I should have done and look away, or just watching it happen. You don't... Yeah. The, okay, so like, I had never actually seen one be birthed just in front of me like that, though. Yeah. So normally this happens, they're... Uh, miles away or whatever the fuck who cares or it's dark who you know who cares takes a couple seconds this whole process only took about like a minute and change maybe a minute and a half so okay genuine fucked. another genuine question yes when a, when the person whoever's job it is to pull a cow out of the other one does that <laughs> yeah do they what do they do they let the cow do they go hey here you go what? uh it depends honestly like if if it's something where it's like they're in a uh like a veterinary, not an office, a barn, or you know what I mean. Like if they're in like a facility, then they do actually dispose of it. But guess what, Braden? That's a fucking facility. <laughs> if they're just like helping a, an animal that's like out in the field, then yeah, they're just gonna let, I guess, nature take its course is the way to word it. Wow. Okay. I once. Okay. By the way, because I just wanted to find. I'm just trying to gauge how common this is of an occurrence. Well, I mean, like cows give birth constantly, but like I know, but I I I just feel like at I'm just this saying point, that, like, cows like a cow is always giving birth in a facility in my br- mind. I don't know why. I mean, they are, but those facilities are equipped for such things. This is this is a, a 15 acre little podunk farm. Like I know, but what yeah. I'm saying is, I didn't know cows did this. Yeah, most so, people don't. That's why I'm wondering, like, how rare is it for this to happen? There is less medical intervention on this than you probably are assuming. Fair enough. Like, uh, also, because you made me remember this, um, have I ever talked about the process of banding cattle on here? Not branding. That's, that's barbaric and nobody should fucking do that. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, because you, you, you asking these questions, which I appreciate, made me remember this exchange that I had with somebody... Fuck, 20 years ago now. So, banding cattle. If a calf is born and it is a male, you have two options. Option, smart options, I should say. Option one, you leave it as is and it grows up to become a bull. Option two, you band it, which is in essence the removal of its testicles, and it becomes a steer. Mm. Bulls aren't that valuable because you only need one to impregnate however many heifers you have. One bull is... We, we, we had a bull for, like, 20 years or something. Like, you don't need... There's no need. But eating the meat of a bull... Heifer. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a medical <laughs> term. Uh, 
But the if like if you eat a bull like meat if you have one butchered, it's not as good because they are just like chock full of testosterone and that spoils meat. Or not spoils it, but it's lesser. Uh, yeah. So you have steers to have like quality steaks and quality beef from. So the process of banding these fucking things. You have a device that looks like a pair of pliers. But at the end of it, it opens kind of like the end of a Dr. Octopus's tentacle from mm. Spider-Man, right? Yep. There's a band, like a rubber band, that goes around this. You open it, put the rubber band around the, their fucking ball bag, you remove the device, the rubber band cinches up on their ball bag, cuts off circulation, and eventually, their nuts fall off. And now, <laughs> you have a steer. If you cut off circulation, like you ever, as a kid, you put a rubber band around your pinky yeah, yeah. and it turns purple. Yeah. If you had an intense enough rubber band on a long enough timeline, your pinky would fall off. That is the process here. Now imagine I, don't know I fucking how put that happens. Imagine I put a rubber band around the base of your fucking scrotum, Braden. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna imagine that. Why do you I don't know. You forced me to imagine you <laughs> putting me specifically. <laughs> Come here, little fuck. God damn it. So, anyways, I tell you all of this to tell you the thing that, like, you made me think of. Um, I was once, um... Meg, you really don't have to sit on the floor. I was once working... Okay, I'm just saying. I was once working with a woman from, uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, and she had, like, never left the city. Like, never Mm. left Terre Haute, which is disgusting, frankly. And somebody... Yeah, been there. Yeah. Somebody brought it up, uh, about farm life stuff, whatever... And I end up telling her all the things I just told you about banding cattle. And she goes, so what happens when they fall off? And I go, well, they don't have any testosterone anymore. So they grow up until they're adults and then they're sold and they get butchered. And she goes, no, like what happens to their balls? And I go, they turn black and dead and fall off due to a lack of circulation. (laughs) And she goes, yeah, but then what? And I go, "I, I don't understand the question. And she goes, well, who finds them? And I go, what? (laughs) <laughs> Nobody does. What are you? Are you out of your mind? Like, even if you wanted to, one, why? And two, what, like, how would you even start that process of finding them? And she's like, well, I don't know, but like, Look what happened? Where have they, they just, been? Right. They just, she goes, they just fall on the ground. I go, uh, yeah, that's typically where things fall. Uh, and she's like, well, then what? And I go, I don't know. They're, absorbed into the Mother Earth, Gaia, our spirit, or something. Like, an animal eats them, maybe. Maybe the bugs. Who gives a shit? They're dead goddamn testicles. <laughs> and she's like, well, I think it's weird that, like, you just let them go wherever. And I go, no one knows. How would you ever... <laughs> like, it was fascinating to me. Why would you need to know where they are? I don't they know. Up? Why would she, you need to know where they She thought that up? was the fucked up part. And I'm like, that's not the fucked up part. <laughs> Everything else is the fucked up part. Yeah. What the hell? Jesus. Uh, wow. That was a lot. It was. I do have a couple of wrestling things for the undercard, or are we are we past that? No, we can do Should that. Should I save them? What are you talking about? Okay. We have a watch-along for the next episode. Okay. We're, gotcha. We're, we don't okay. have much. So, here's what I'm going to say. I have not watched the entirety of these programs. But I have watched the following matches from recent shows. Mm. Uh, just before you got here, I finished a recent episode of Rampage that had Claudio Castagnoli versus Dustin Rhodes for the Ring of Honor title. Match was 
really fucking good, and the entire mm. time I kept thinking, and they hammered the point home on commentary, Dustin Rhodes is over 50. <laughs> yeah. And he moves better than me or 99 out of 100 wrestlers ever fucking will. And he is a big, big man. Yes. He did a fucking Hurricane Rana. Oh my god. Like, he did the Code Red, which is almost played out at this point because he does it or whatever, but yeah. like, it's still impressive. Uh, I had the thought of, is Dustin Rhodes the previous generation's Claudio? See That's an interesting way to think about it. Big dude, super athletic, strong, fast, always featured prominently, always having good matches, just never quite that next tier. Yeah, you could say that in a way. I think it, I think there's something to it. Also part of Ramshackle tag teams. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's another comparison. Uh, I saw... Because it got a lot of praise, and because everyone's favorite deity, Dave Meltzer... God damn it. Gave it. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. Everyone's favorite deity um, gave it five stars. I watched the main event from last week's episode of Dynamite, which was Aussie Open and William Ospreay against Death Triangle. Um, what is Death Triangle again? Uh, Lucha Bros and Pack. Okay, that's what I thought. Just awesome team. They had a new entrance, and it was real fucking cool. Um, we I kind of brought it up in the group chat, and Connor put it very, very well. For that style of wrestling, yeah. I it, It's one of those things where I was watching it, and I was like, this is incredible. But, but it was the... It's weird because like there was a time where it would have been called the Ring of Honor style, which mm. everyone thought was just non like consecutive spots forever, right? And no selling and you know shit. And then it wasn't that anymore. And then it was the Dragon Gate USA style. And then it was just the Indies or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know what this is now because it's a combination of all of those things and there's more lucha and there's British stuff and like I don't know what this exact style of wrestling that I'm referencing is. I completely understand if someone doesn't like it. However, I thought that match fucking ruled. Uh, the last three to five minutes were super fucking incredible. Mm. And it was one of those things where it was like... Was there stuff in it that I didn't care for? Yeah, absolutely. But the... Honestly, just it, I was so impressed with all of the... The athleticism, the creativity, and all of that other shit that I was like, yeah, this is fucking fantastic. It's like watching a good action movie. I might want to watch that match then. I I, I would love to watch. I was it scrolling you. through Twitter and I was and I saw the point where there was a sequence between Osprey and uh, and Phoenix. Yeah, and in, I saw the, the whole sequence yeah. into the yeah. standoff, and I was like, I don't have to watch the rest of that match. Spoiler, that's the that's the literal opener. Okay. <laughs> and it gets infinitely more insane. So it's a thing where it's like... Like, I've heard and seen a lot of people bitching about it, and I'm like... I don't think that you guys... I'm almost to the point with wrestling where I have to judge it the same way that I judge movies. Where, is this good for the context of what it's supposed to be? Where it's like, if I watch... Oh, I'm trying to think of something that's emotionally taxing... It, Requiem for a Dream. 
Okay, yeah. if I were to watch that movie, and then I were to watch Kong versus Godzilla, I can say that these are both very good at what they are doing. Yeah. Even though I would never say that Kong versus Godzilla is better than Requiem for a yeah. Dream as yeah. a total. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. But I think that wrestling has almost become so, for lack of a better term, fragmented, that you almost have to judge it that way now. Yeah. But, I don't know. And then, I got one more thing that I watched. Another main event. Another recent wrestling program. And I'm going to read to you a message that I sent in regards to it. Okay. I watched the main event of this week's Monday Night Raw. Which was? The finals of the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament. And it was... Io Sky and Dakota Kai against Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah, whom, and this is a joke, but it is also a fact, has saw, seen three presidencies while in NXT. Yeah. She's been there that long. And there are still people who say, oh, well, she's just not that good in the ring yet. Yet. Mate, we can't keep excusing We're this. all getting old, guys. <laughs> Anyways... Casey has seen 73 presidencies since he's been a wrestler and is still not... <laughs> yeah, and that's not that's not acceptable. And that's not even possible, <laughs> frankly. 73 presidencies? Right, we're only on, what are we, 45, 46? Well, I mean, if you, can, if you take into account how many, ti- how many terms there's been, because they're all four-year terms, just... Even that alone, yeah. Yeah, maybe. that would be impossible. Uh, okay, so anyways... And basically, I know I was just very high on these other main events that I've seen. Yeah. But this, no. Uh, the match itself was... They they were trying very hard to get something decent. And to me, barely hit the mark of decent. However, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah won the fucking women's tag titles. Oh, yeah. So I have to send this. Because this was my honest appraisal of the match before it ended. Before I knew the end result. WWE was concerned with low temperatures in tonight's venue, so much so that they feared frostbite damaging people's extremities. So, to prevent people's fingers from getting cold, they booked Aaliyah in the main event, thusly guaranteeing that everyone is sitting on their hands. (laughs) I I popped huge. Good. I'm very proud of that. That is one of the best jokes I've ever had. But I was watching that main event, and like they did not give a fuck. That crowd didn't care about that at all. And then when the finish happened, I was like, so... Like, so, so we're just doing that now. And, like, I, for, from what I have seen, I do think that the show's a bit much better with Triple H in charge. Like, yes. there's a marked difference, which I would also like to discuss. But this was one where I was like, as you would say, mate. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Like, mate. <laughs> uh, Austin Theory getting his name Austin back. Matt Riddle getting his name Matt back. Good. Rumored redesign of title belts. I've heard this. All of them. All of them. Every single one of them. Change every single one of them. I would change every single one of them. Here's a request. When you go to change the Intercontinental title, just bring back the white strap one that you already fucking had. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Or... Just bring back the blue oval, dude. Mm. 
that would be the best. I wasn't trying to go that high. I figured if I said this is the best, yeah, yeah. I'm then I'm being greedy. You know what? You can do even just make Cody me the one who dethrones Walter. I'd watch that. And then and then when he get wins the IC from Walter after Walter holds it for a million years. Yeah. And then Cody's like, I'm gonna do the same thing again, and I'm gonna bring back this again thing again. Better. Uh, speaking of, are you excited for Walter versus Sheamus? Mate. <laughs> yes. I I I don't know if they. Will. That, I'm the most excited for that match. Oh yeah, and also I it's hard to pick a, a, a winner. Sheamus has never been the Intercontinental Champion. He has won literally all the other ones. Yeah. So I mean that adds to it, but like, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I'm happy whoever goes over. No matter what, I'm like, this is great. But I, do you think they're going to try to get to that, like, Walter and Ia Dragunov level? Because it's a different setting. It's, you know... I, I mean, not that type of match, I don't think, no. But they're going to beat the fucking piss out of each other. Oh, man. I, ho- I hope that they try to You just know they're going that. to. I know. I'm stoked for that. Speaking I'm, of, yes, Elite Series '96 Ilya Dragunov figure is on its way to my house. Woo! I when I saw that figure announced, I was like, I'm gonna fucking get that. <laughs> it's also on its way with. Uh, I finally ordered the Walter figure, <laughs> so I'm gonna. Anyway, yeah, uh, I am very excited for Clash at the Castle. Uh, I am. All things too. considered. Yeah, I think that, like... Because yeah. for us, it'll be an afternoon show? Is that correct? I think. I don't know. That seems right. Um, yeah, I think it's a good... It looks like a good card. I'm really interested in Drew and Roman. Yeah. Because at first, I was like, you gotta go Drew on this. And now I'm like, I don't know if they're going to. But it's also a thing I, where I'm like... It's one of those things where I do and I don't want them to... To, to pull the trigger. You know I, like, what I, mean? I I love a good... I, I like it. I do love a good happy ending. Like, I think that we've talked on the show before about how, like... App for that. What? You'll need to download one. Stop. You don't have an app for that. Uh, like, I... <laughs> we've talked about it on here before. I love a good downer ending. Yeah. I, I, it just always gets me. But sometimes, man, you kind of need that, like... You just need a happy conclusion to something. I just... I... It's... Okay. So, on one hand, they've sold so many tickets to it's this over, event. It is over 60,000 yeah. people. On one hand, you sold over 60,000 tickets for this. But at the other hand, it just doesn't seem like a thing that you would do until WrestleMania. Sure. But I think, but, do you think that like they're trying to make these other things WrestleMania esque? Oh, it's gonna look like all the Saudi and the and the Australia well, supposedly show. Supposedly they were gonna, gonna like make uh, they were gonna do like three stadium shows this fall, and Money in the Bank was gonna be one. It didn't sell good tickets, so they moved it. Hmm. But this one is doing gangbusters. Yeah. Like, anytime they go to the UK, they always get a shit ton. It's of been a long fucking time too. Yeah. So I mean, I think it'll be cool. one of my favorite pay per views. Um, this might this is a fun fact. One of my favorite pay per views. Yes. 
Rebellion 2002. That show was great. Uh, does that have the... It's like, I think it's Edge versus Brock and Heyman. Yeah. That match is great. It's, and it's the so closest, good. It's the closest thing to a singles match we ever had with those two. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. Um, Dakota and I picked that pay-per-view one day just to watch. And after it was done, we were both like, that was a really good show. Isn't the main event something that's like bonkers... Let me look like it up. Hot, I want to say it's Let's, like Austin and Rock against Undertaker and a fleet of dogs or something. Like <laughs> What? Austin and Rock against Undertaker and a bunch of ferrets wearing a trench coat pretending to be a human. You could be also thinking of a different rebellion or the Insurrection, insurrection. pay-per-view. Yeah. Austin and Rock against Undertaker and one of them spitting lizards from Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. The, uh, the dark match here is Bill DeMott beating Shannon Moore that in eight and a half minutes. Eight and a half <laughs> minutes. I was yeah. literally starting to say that probably wasn't good and went less than two minutes. <laughs> Dude. Um, Bill DeMott. More like Bill DeNot, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh... <laughs> Do this and I have a side note about me being funny. Okay. About very, you being funny? Because I'm very humble. And you're humble too, yeah. yeah. Wow. Nobody's more humble than me, brother. <laughs> uh, Booker T defeated Matt Hardy in 15 minutes. <laughs> Bill Kidman and Tori Wilson defeated John Cena and Don Marie in that five and like, a half minutes. That seems like a complete fever dream. <laughs> yeah, because if I remember correctly, it's pro- it's still prototype. John Cena, it had where he's in the bikers. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Funaki defeated Crash in five minutes. Those guys got to be on a pay per view in a singles match. By the way, side note, that match is awesome. I'm sure it is. I'm not knocking them, but like. Jamie Noble defeated. That might be the only singles match Funaki ever had on a pay per view. Maybe. I don't remember him ever having another singles match. Maybe. Um. Jamie Noble defeated Rey Mysterio and Tajiri in a triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship. That 13 incredible. minutes. That they got 13 minutes. What a it's f- a triple threat between Noble, Rey, and, and Tajiri? What a fucking dream. I might put that show on the fuckboard for that match. Yeah, you almost need to at this point. God damn, man. Tom is getting a beer, so this is the vamping point. Well, actually, I don't even have to vamp. I see you, motherfucker. <laughs> you did the same thing to me. <laughs> oh, anyway. uh, the me being funny thing. Uh, at my reunion, I was catching up with a friend of mine from school named Patty, and we were both voted most humorous in the mm. senior yearbook, which I thought was, like, not a category <laughs> or whatever. And uh, she brought this up, and I go, well... I was funny, and you were just kind of there. And she was like, shut the fuck up. That's not even right. I'm hilarious. And I go, yeah, just not as much as me. I'm the Seinfeld to your Costanza. And she just goes, I don't know what that means. And I go, and that's why you're not as funny as I am. You don't know shit. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, my God. This Reverend Devon and Ron Simmons defeated Chuck Palumbo and the Bill Big, Big Valboski in three minutes. Oh, Devon and Ron Simmons. Yeah? I vaguely remember them being a tag team for like a month. It had to have been here. Against yep. 
Chuck Palumbo and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? The Big Valbowski. Oh yeah, because at that point that was his actual name. They dropped Val Venus. They dropped No, he wasn't Sean Morley yet. Yeah, he was literally just the Big Valbowski. Mm-hmm. That was a even for Val, that was a dark time. <laughs> and a challenge if you were on commentary. Um Okay, then Rikishi defeated Albert in a kiss my ass match. Wow, I can't believe that Rikishi won. Yeah. What are the odds? I'm sure that match was alright. This next one So, first of all, the main event is Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman versus Edge. Versus Edge, okay. Right. So that went twenty minutes. Yeah. The match before it, pre main. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle defeated Los Guerreros in 20 minutes and 15 seconds. Holy shit, I bet that's awesome. That and match Chavo. probably... <laughs> God damn it. I can't. I can't let him have anything. Awesome and Chavo is the best way to describe that. That match... Could have also been a oh tag team on a house show during the Invasion Angle. Thank you. Thank you. No. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Patty, you're not listening to this, but that's why I'm funnier than you. Oh, by uh, the way, I have the cart that's not uh, an asshole in okay. the, my pen now, if you want to take Appreciate it. That. This one, This one works with you. Anyway, are we just are we ready to get into this main event here, or do we yeah. have anything else to yeah, talk yeah, about? Yeah, 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 no, we're, no, we're, yeah. We're pretty good. Yeah, I think we're all right here. I think I'm caught up on everything. Uh, I haven't watched much else. Uh, me and Meg have really gotten into that Harley Quinn cartoon. I know I talked about yeah. it earlier, but like... There was an episode last night where it's like, this is actually like way deeper than it has any right to be. Yeah, yeah. I love I, it when cartoons will just randomly. There do was that. a very good joke in the said episode beforehand where, uh, so King Shark uh, is a character or mm-hmm. whatever, but this version of him is very like lovable, I guess, for lack of a better term. And, okay. Like he's not trying to be tough. Um, okay. But he's in the hospital and somebody says something and he just goes. Oh, come on, man. That's just like the fish who cried orca. It's real similar to your human story of the boy who cried wolf, except that in this version, the boy is a fish, and the orca, and the the wolf, and uh, Poison Ivy interrupts, and she just goes, is an orca? And he goes, no, in this version, it's a wolf named orca, but he can swim, which is actually a lot more terrifying. But I'm that might just be the morphine talking, and he just lays down. <laughs> <laughs> a wolf named Orca that can swim. <sighs> I love Misdirection. Dude, it's it's a great show. Like, it's genuinely good. Alright. Um, are we at the main event now? I think we are. So, by the way, I, have we set a new record? Because we have not talked about what we're covering yet. I don't think we've set a new record, but we have not talked about it. I okay. think we've gone longer without talking about what we're... Introduce this show. Uh, the show in question um, is Extreme Rules 2018. Now, why did you choose this? Our episode of the Vengeance 06 Watch Along. Okay. The main event of said um, pay per view was DX versus the Spirit Squad. Mm-hmm. And we jokingly said, is this the only pay per view main event that Sean, or that Sean, uh, Dolph Ziggler has had? Oh, okay. So when we looked it up, we found out that, I mean, he was in the main event with the authority angle at that point, but yeah. his only singles pay-per-view main event 
was Extreme Rules 2018. Wow. And that's why I picked this. Interesting. So, hell yeah, man. <laughs> so, my first note of this just says, I have no memory of this show. There was a couple of things that like vaguely seemed familiar as I watched it, but for the most part, I felt like I was going into this completely fucking blind. Um, same. Big same on, on all accounts. There was a couple things where I was like, I seem to recall watching this or at some point or yeah. something. But then there was, yeah. Um, I did also write down that I think that the Extreme Rules as a pay-per-view concept is dope in theory. Yes. Like, there was stuff about this that I'll get into where I was like, ah, why is this on this show? Um, but yeah, I like the idea of just like, oh, here's a card of gimmick matches. Yeah. You know? Love it. Cool. Uh... Are you, are you, are you Sorry, okay? <laughs> I, I was trying to read some of my own writing here. Um, so my first note on the show, proper, just says, Oh no, Woken Matt Hardy. <laughs> this was a dark time period. So like, you I... So? Well, here's my thing. I, I thought that the broken Matt Hardy stuff, when he first started in TNA, yeah. was stupid. Oh, but the time. moment, the moment that he was just like, No, we're going to just... You, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was a stupid character, and then people were like, this is stupid. And I felt like Matt Hardy went, oh, I'll show you stupid. And then it got great. So, my memory of the broken Matt Hardy. So, strangely enough, for some fucking reason, at that time in TNA, Dakota and I were regularly watching. That's interesting. Which is so strange to me, because, like... Why would why would I be watching at that point? I don't or know. TNA at all. But anyway, um, we were watching and we were watching when we first saw Broken Matt Hardy, like before it was even called like bro- it, like right. It, he came out as the Willow, beat the shit out yeah. of him, Hardy, took the mask off, and he was like, and then he started. But and he I was, was like, what is happening? Yeah, because he had the the hair with the white shock through it, which I thought that was cool initially. Sure, but like here's here's what I was. So I wasn't watching, right? So I would see, yeah. like, stuff online yeah. and a couple of clips. And I was like, what the fuck? This doesn't... This isn't good. And then what I was... The the next thing that made me just go, what are we even doing? Was when I heard him talk and he was doing this... Weird. Because <laughs> like Matt accent. Hardy has such a heavy southern accent. Yeah. And then I was like, is he trying to sound British? Yes. But then his actual accent and his bad... I'm calling it British accent, blurred together into I don't know what. And I was like, there, this this is... Then it, I was out until we kept going more insane, and then I was in. By the time they got to the final deletion, Jeff on board. versus Matt yep. in, at the Hardy compound uh-huh. for the rights to the Hardy name, I was fully on board. I was too. I, I was so excited for that. I think I might have been more excited for that than anything else that was come like going on at that time. And when I saw that, I was I th- that was some of the best shit I like most original shit I've ever seen. I literally have happened. uh it was a gift from Meg's mom, a dilapidated boat tank top. Yeah. And I wear it frequently. And I if love you've seen that. a picture of me online and I'm wearing a gray tank top with a blue logo in the middle, look closely cuz I'm pretty sure it's the dilapidated boat tank top. That it was so so funny, so because they knew what it was. 
See, that's what I mean, though. Like, I don't think that was the original intent. I thought that Matt oh, was no, going to try was, to be doing yeah. something dark and sinister and whatever, and people were like, this is <laughs> stupid, and he was just kind of like, let's pivot, and was smart enough to pivot. Yeah. Because he honestly could have just gone back to just being Matt Hardy, and, and it people would be would have like, been like, yeah, well, swing weird. and a miss, I guess, yeah, but you yeah. know, whatever. He made it work somehow. Yeah. I, and Sa- I, I, In my mind, saved, saved his uh, career. I agree. Because he was the hottest thing in the business at that point. Yep. That's, now here we are. I think that was later. the catalyst to their return to the Fed. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. Big time. Um, huge agree. So, uh... And then out comes Bray. The Deleter I, of Worlds. Do you remember the Deleter of Worlds tag team? So I... The Deleters of Worlds, I sorry. wrote that down. Also wrote down, let's talk Matt Hardy, but I feel like we just did. Um, I knew this happened... But I don't think I'd ever actually seen it. Yeah. And if I had, it, it had blocked out of my memory. Um, but I have a note here that just says, I felt like Bray was, like, dead in the water at this point. And you know what I mean? Like, when you go from the guy that's supposed to be the next Undertaker to you're in a ramshackle tag team. Yeah. I was kind of like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, well, we've seen that with Kane. What was... Okay, real quick. What's, Do you remember... What is the date on this show? Do you remember... Uh, no. no, I don't. Let me look it up. Because this would be in spring of 2018. But do you, I, they did the exact same thing with Kane, though. Sure. No, I, I, I'm i just saying. Like, like, he went from the, literally the, next Undertaker the next Undertaker yeah. to Ramshackle Tag Teams. Which, exactly. Yeah. The same story. Um, <laughs> my next note just says, what is this? The B Team. I had forgotten the B team. Meg was trying Same. to remind me of the B team. I Same. Like, I don't. Once they came out, this. I remembered, but I like it was a completely like, oh, remember this? For some reason, I remembered the Social Outcast, but I didn't remember <laughs> this. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. July fifteenth, twenty eighteen. July fifteenth. So, yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I want to see when the last time Bray was like on TV doing something before he was gone and getting rebooted. Because we're a year and a couple of months away here from The Fiend. Yeah. Maybe so. a year and a month, maybe. Because isn't SummerSlam usually in August? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was... okay. My so, note here just says, Coach on commentary in 2018. Blew me away. <laughs> blew me the fuck away. And here's... Okay, I think I've talked about this before in here, too, that, like... You notice commentary when we're doing these way more than I do. Yeah. I <laughs> I think I have a note on, like, the next page about Coach on commentary. I think I got through about a third of this show before I was like, wait a minute. Is that fucking Coach? <laughs> like, not that I wasn't hearing him, but, like, yeah. it didn't process. Didn't register. Yeah. yeah. You want a small spoiler? Yeah. I like Coach on commentary. Uh... Here. I I liked here. I I liked initial run coach a little bit better just because he was so willing to be a fucking stooge and he, I well, love yeah. him stooge. He, yeah, but I mean like my favorite it, things about post comeback coach was whenever he was just saying uh, seemingly what the viewers were thinking. Have you ever heard that clip where somebody botches something and you just hear a coach going horrible, horrible, horrible? He's no. a botch a mania a lot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, no, but he's way better than Lawler in like every. Oh, way. sure. Especially at this point, twenty eighteen. Like, 
My, my... Anytime that I sound like I'm supporting or propping up Lawler, I'm not. Uh, it's just a thing where it's like, he, to me, had that very narrow time period where for what wrestling was at that time, he was the right guy for that job. Okay, what's the and time period? And then he period? massively overstayed his welcome. Maybe more so than anybody we've ever even used the term for. Exactly. Uh, for me, the time period, I'm going to say 97... I might even go back to 96, but I'm going to say 97 through 2000 and 2001. I think anything past that, he didn't click with what the product really was or, you know what I mean? Like, basically, I think, in essence, just Attitude Era. Yeah. Whatever you want to define as, like, this is when the Attitude Era stopped. Yeah. That's where he works, and he and even then he only really works with Jr. in that time period. Yeah, because anytime that's Cole and Lawler back then, it's fine. They just don't have the same chemistry. J, Jr. And, and Lawler had unbelievable chemistry as a duo. Yeah, like I don't think anyone would argue that, especially for that time period. Now, do I want to hear? JR and King on commentary in 2022 together. Oh, oh my, my god. god. I, 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 I can't think of a worse noise. Like, <laughs> I can't think of a worse noise. The only thing that rifles it is the sound of a cow eating its own afterbirth. But oh like, my god. We're bringing that back? Mm. Uh, please don't. Uh, my next note here just says I love Bray. Uh, it was really cool to see him and Bo Dallas in the ring against each other. Yeah, I did. I had that thought. I didn't write it down, but I, did, I, 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 I thought about that. I was brother, like, yeah. This is okay. This is. I have so few notes about this match in a good way. Uh, I actually did enjoy this. This is just solid tag action. I actually thought that Matt and Bray, I once like I, them once as a I team. got past the whole like what they were, this, that, and the other, they actually worked pretty fucking well together. Big time. Big time. Huge. Yeah. Huge agree. And I actually liked the B team. Like, even when it was I, happening. As I was watching this match, because this is really all I, I remember, I was like, I think I like the concept of this. And, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like the idea of these guys just being so stupid that they think they're putting themselves over while calling themselves the B team. Yeah. <laughs> I think that my only issue is that they win. Because then I'm like, well, then they're not the B team anymore. They're the fucking champions. Okay. I don't know, there's just something about... To me, it would be like if your tag team name was the second best, and then you won. (laughs) Well, that person's clearly the third best. Son of a bitch. Okay. You got me there. Buddy of mine once had the idea of a tag team that their name would be the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no matter what, you have to announce them as the tag team champions. And then we were talking about how like it would be so good if they actually then won the belts. So it would just be introducing your tag team champions, the tag team champions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this was good. I, I, I did like this. Uh, let's see. We then go to a backstage promo where... Were, oof. Sorry. Um, I actually really liked the finish, too. What was the finish? I do not remember. I just wrote down, I forgot what the finish up? was. What? Why? I don't remember, but I, I, I liked the finish. 
Uh, General Manager Kurt Angle threatens to strip Brock Lesnar of the Universal title, and it gets a huge pop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. So, first of all, after this tag match, they get interviewed on the ramp, or on the stage. Okay. I think Curtis I Axel says that... How do you think it felt when Stretch Armstrong landed on the moon? See, that's the kind of thing where it's like, sign me up. <laughs> like, I I think that Curtis Axel, like, right towards the end of his run, was just trying to be Will Ferrell from Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good yeah. and awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, I like how I say Will Ferrell from Step Brothers as though that's different from any other character Will Ferrell has ever played. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You're a lovable moron who's un- unusually loud? Cool. Yep. Uh, My next note here is Finn Balor. Here comes Balor. Good fucking gear. Yeah. So this is Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um... Real quick, I did have a note here. Let's talk Balor for a second, because I feel okay. like he—I I feel like we haven't actually discussed him very much on here. Uh, not super much. Not super much. Um, have you seen any of his Prince Devitt New Japan work before he came to the, not the WWE? Not much. I saw some stuff from like Progress. Yeah, that would have been right before. Yeah, yeah. but not like anything from New Japan, though. No. Uh, I because I was into the shit a lot, especially back then. I was fairly familiar with his stuff from New Japan. Like, I'd watched a ton of his matches. Uh, I'd seen it was, like, his original, just babyface stuff. He was in a great tag team. Um, I think they were called Apollo 55, which is just one of those weird translation things, I think. Um, had a lot of great matches with the Motor City Machine Guns. Mm. Like, had mm-hmm. um, great matches everywhere. Big fan. Then when he becomes real rock and roller. Prince Devitt and founds Bullet Club and is just the biggest thing ever at yeah. that point. You know what I mean? Like, he was, outside of, I guess, the WWE, he was the hottest property in the fucking industry and wasn't New Japan heavyweight champion. Hmm. Wow. Never was. Weird. Uh, loved all of his heel stuff. I loved how the way that they did it, the original bit or whatever of the Bullet Club and like that real shoot a rock and roll a character was they were bringing literally like western style sports entertainment to New Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the entourages, the interferences, the ref distractions, all of this hokey shit that like they had always shied away from. And that's what gave that group heat and momentum. And I was like that's it's brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Like fuck yeah dude. Him getting signed, I remember when that happened and I was very like Oh, fuck, because I just couldn't imagine him doing well over here. Yeah. And he's had an unbelievably long run. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to be a flash in the pan. Now nah, you're too small, whatever, back to Japan. Nope. Way off. Uh, so your thoughts on him having only seen him in the Fed, then? Big fan. I'm big fan of Balor, always. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Uh, just... I really, really, really became a huge fan of Balor more recently when mm-hmm. he went back to NXT. That run, it was an incredible was run, fucking Great run. awesome. He needed his it. match with Kyle O'Reilly, so good. 
just so or they stiff. like actually just beat the beat the ever living shit out of each other. Um, That's the best match I think he had during that run. Yeah, going back down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I want him to be higher up. On yeah, the, on the card, big time. Like I For really sure. do. I, I think, think it's the crazy. biggest struggle right now is the fact that their roster is so big. They're trying to elevate stars, but Roman has both belts. That's the problem for sure. I think that's also why they're putting a more emphasis on the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title, which is good. No, it's fantastic. Which is really they, good. Uh, they should have been always doing that. Yes. Like, but I, I I agree with you. But I do think that in the in the interim, until they decide what they're going to do with these belts and whatnot. That's kind of been the thing yeah. for the past few weeks, at least. Like, which that's that's great. Sure, I love I love stuff like that. I think it's amazing how fast that stuff has like sticking power. Because now, if you tell me that the main event on Raw is a U.S. title match, I'm like, oh, of course it is. Whereas five months ago, if you had said the main event on Raw was the U.S. title match, I'd been like, what the fuck? Did everyone have COVID? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and, and to like. I love stuff like this where you get like the lower belts on last. It makes it seem more important. Exactly. Because it's the main fucking event. As a case in point, this show. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah, no, yeah. Um I was furious. Um it would have been I think two years prior to this maybe. Miz and Dolph were having this really fucking good feud over the IC belt. And they had a match at a pay-per-view. I want to say it was like payback or something. And it was title versus career. If Dolph lost, he was going to quit. Or yeah. Whatever, right? That match is fucking unbelievably good. It is probably the best match that Miz has ever had. Oh. And the main event of that pay-per-view... And I say that... Okay. I say that by a, by a, a pretty good fucking margin. Uh, That's interesting. That, that triple threat I always love. But the like, payback, yeah. Yeah. Payback 2013. Payback seems to be his show, I guess, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but, like, the main event of that pay-per-view is not their Intercontinental title match. It's not even the world title match. The main event is just this random Orton versus Bray match where the swerve is at the end, Luke Harper comes back. And I'm like, that shouldn't be... That's not a pay-per-view main event to me. Like, it's good and, you know, cool, but why the fuck is that on last? There were yeah. There was no stakes to it. Nothing was at risk. Hmm. Very, very puzzling, shocking decision to me. Um, sorry, we're talking about some other show now. Hey, I don't care, man. I like tangents. Yes. The people like tangents. Uh, so here's the thing about this Balor versus Corbin match. One, I thought this was a terrible version of Baron Corbin, who has had really? seven. I did not like this. I liked Constable Corbin. It... Just something about it. I hated his attire. Great. That I think that's honestly what it I is. I hated the attire. His his host at Red Lobster looking fucking gear or whatever. Like I hated that so bad. But I liked that character. Maybe I'm just so infuriated by his garb that I can't. Maybe I'm just blinded by the fact that that's the first time he finally shaved his head. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, somebody before he shaved his head, uh, I once saw somebody took a picture of him like mid bump or something, right? So the hair that he had was just like flying off the back of his head because his hairline, he, it was bad. Yeah. And then they superimposed the uh, symbiote from Venom onto it, and it was, <laughs> it was fucking oh, incredible. Unbelievable. 
Um, so, okay, so the thing about this match, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was anything special. But the, oh, I'm a big man, you're a little man thing, I was like, man, it is depressing to think that this is the story that we're telling in 2018. Like, you can have that match. I was I was talking about this earlier today. Big man, little man match, as a match, I'm, a, I'm in. I'm in, yeah. right? It's yeah. such a, a good, easy story to tell, it resonates. But when the feud is, I'm big and you're little, I just... Yeah. Fuck this, dude. It just seemed lazy. Fair. Fair enough. But I did like the match. Um, uh, also, I did, I did yeah, write I down, did, Coach is okay too. here, so this is where I noticed him. See, I just wish that it wasn't a roll-up for the finish. I, yeah. I really wish he had hit a move. I, yeah, because if the whole thing is, you're a puny little shrimp and I'm a big badass, but then he wins barely with a move that everyone uses, Yeah. well then it's like... Yeah, cool, whatever. But imagine if he had, like, stomped on him. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We had a commercial for SummerSlam. Yeah. One of two on this fucking show. Pat it out, guys. <laughs> what are uh, we doing? <laughs> by the way, did you notice that we are a little ways into this show, and there's not been anything extreme yet? <laughs> I, I was did. thinking about that. Yeah, And then... My next note is, oh good, Tom Phillips. I didn't even catch this. He's the next, com- he's on commentary now. They oh, got back no. to commentary and he was on commentary and I was like, god damn it. Uh. <laughs> then they, we're getting word, where we have a camera uh, yep. going to the back right now and so they cut and someone's running there. I at least like that. That they That's did fine. that. They it's, did it's something. We have a camera on its way, yes. and you cut to it when it's close. Yep, sure. That That's so much better. There's been a lot of stuff like that recently on Raw and SmackDown, which I think is a, yet another. It's good. a good sign. Good. Um, no, like I agree with all that. Um, but then we get... The, it's the Bludgeon Brothers, Yeah. which I, I was so mad remembering this, because I was like, why couldn't you just keep calling them the Wyatt family? They don't even have to be with Bray. Why don't you just call them the family? Like, my group that I was in in Anarchy before those assholes kicked me out. Fuck you, Greg Jovi. <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't you just do that instead of it's like, oh, remember when they were in this, like, cult led by this weird southern mystic? Now they just like hammers. And dead deer. Like, well, it looks cool. <laughs> there's parts of it that look cool, except that, like, the, these fucking hammers they're carrying around... And I think they hit Kane in the fucking leg with one of them they here. They hit a door That's into right. his leg. That's right. They hit a door into his leg. They dented the door, though. The hammers are stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Why don't you like the hammers, Tom? They look like something that's in a Mario Brothers game. <laughs> no, that's the one that the Fiend used, or Seth <laughs> okay. Rollins used. This, I, honestly, if you told me it was the same hammer that the Fiend slash Seth Rollins used, and they just painted it. Mate. Did I just the fucking fiend, blow the lid off something? The fiend, the fiend's hammer is so much bigger, more awkward, and it's wooden. It does look like something that was from not even fucking Mario Brothers. It looks like it was from like the Mask or something with Jim Carrey. <laughs> it looked like a like a giant like Tom and Jerry style cubular 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 Cubic. like croquet mallet. You know what? 
starting, starting a petition right now. The word cubic will now be replaced by the word cubular because that's tubular. Uh, well, it's either that or, or it becomes tubic. Wait, what is it? Tubic? Tubic? Instead Cub- of tubular. Cubic. Cubic is the word you were looking for and you came to cubular. Yeah. Well, we, I, I think say I like we either better. change it to cubular or we either change it to tubic. But that would be... Because we can't have that, cubular and tube. That would what? be saying that you want the word tubular to change to tubic. Yeah. Which would just mean that a so word that, that meant cubic cool and in the 90s... You were calling the wrong Toadie song backwater. Connor Hawkins will get that joke. No one else will. No. Tubular hasn't been used as to actually describe a tube in 40 years. Yeah, I know. It used to be a synonym for cool. So you're wanting to replace slang for the word cool in the early to mid-90s with the word tubic. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyways. <laughs> it's a cubic mallet. Are you... It's a cubic giant croquet mallet. Are you okay with it now? Yep. I am. I really am. Also, you pay a lot more attention to these hammers. <laughs> I remember it being like... <laughs> A, a giant like fucking cube shape because he like jabbed it into Rollins midsection in the that's midsection, right or and that, some, that somehow hurt more than it would if you just hit it. With. I don't fucking know. That, you can't that, put your hand over the mallet because dude, <laughs> if we ever want to get like just fully like vomitous on here, we should do Hell in a Cell 2019. God, that should that would be awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, we're sawing through this. Um, oh, my the, next the note is Paige Haney. Haney. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Because uh, Paige shows up. She's sure like, can does. we get some help? Um, yeah, the noises that Kane makes are... There's something. Uh, yeah. At one point, he, he literally goes, boom! Uh-huh. Oh, uh, that's what I wrote down here. Sorry, I was trying to read my writing. It's... Kane is doing Family Guy sounds at one point, yeah. where it's Peter skinning his knee. Well, yeah. Ah, yeah, ah, like. Uh, okay, so after this, we've got Oscar versus Carmella with yes. Ellsworth in a shark cage suspended above the ring. Mm-hmm. The video package for this, I thought, was actually very effective. I my note here says. The build to this was actually pretty good. Uh, yep. And I had a note where I was like, Carmella might be way the fuck better than we ever actually talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote down, I think that for what... Okay, hear me out. This is out of context. It's going to sound insane. So, you know, For what the WWE system is and has been, I guess I should say, Carmella is almost the perfect women's wrestler. In the same sense that I th- I said recently on the show, Baron Corbin is the perfect WWE worker. Yeah. In that it's, you look great, you move great, this, that, and the other. Here's something stupid, and they just run with it. <laughs> yep. Like... No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. they do the whole deal where he gets... Raised up in the shark cage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They do this spot that I thought was pretty funny, mm-hmm. where Ellsworth is thro- throwing Carmella items to cheat with. I was yeah, like, I like. I that. actually kind of liked that. Yeah, that was cool. They they got a lot of use out of this shark cage for a couple of years. They, yeah, which is so fucking funny to me because I'm like, 
This company spends <coughs> money on shit that they'll use like twice ever and f- lose money on it every time. Why? I feel like there were six of these fucking shark cage matches in like a year and a half run. I know for a fact. So first of all, we have Ellsworth in the shark cage. Yeah. I know for a fact that Enzo was in the shark cage yeah. at some point. Um, I want to say Jericho was in the shark cage. At some point? Uh, or Owens. It was, it was Jericho or Owens, but it was part of that feud. Mm-hmm. Um, they did one in NXT where uh, Paul Ellering was in the fucking shark cage <laughs> away from fucking Authors of Pain. Oh my god. How how expensive could that shark cage have been that they were like, I'm pretty sure we gotta put some fucking miles on I'm pretty sure those cages are... No, never mind. What? I was gonna say something that was probably stupid. Good. Uh, we're good. Okay, uh, yeah, th- I I love also that we like just suddenly remembered all these shark cage matches. That yeah, they had. that's a fucking very good <laughs> deep pull. I'm about to Google them. Um, uh, so let's talk Oscar real quick. Oscar is so fucking bulletproof because she is so fucking good. Yeah, she has been booked into oblivion over and, and over. over. And over again, and will continue to be booked into oblivion. And every time I'm, that she's in a match, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll watch this because Oscar's in it." Yeah, like I, I don't know how she's done it. She's she's figured out what Teflon is. Like, all right. <laughs> um, so Ellsworth somehow escapes this cage. Yes. I don't know why you would do that. It's so high in the air. Mm-hmm. But as he's trying to escape. His leg is caught in something. Right. So he's and then, then the safety harness dangling. that he's wearing becomes clearly visible. Well, yes, but it took me out of it a little bit. Sorry, I know that I'm, I'm not saying it's not necessary. Yeah, but seeing it kind of did take me out of it. And like, I think Corey Graves even said on commentary trying to cover, he's like, "Is this idiot wearing a back brace?" Which I don't like to compliment Corey Graves, but. He was good at this point. Pretty good. I liked Corey Graves up till about 2020. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I like. I mean, I stopped kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I stopped paying attention to him around that time. Yeah. But, but like, around, around this my, time, I liked Corey Graves on commentary. My favorite thing that he's ever done was wear the David S. Pumpkins suit on an episode of Raw. Really made me laugh. Um, so anyway, thought, Ellsworth thought, is upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they lower the. So first of all, Oscar just starts kicking the shit out of Ellsworth, which is great. Which is great because he was integral, integral. Tegral, thank you. Into the in, into, into the, the build, store, yeah. like the whole thing. So that they lower it so he's not completely upside down, and then she kicks him way more times and is about to beat the shit I don't mean to interrupt but like what is the time on this episode right now because for some reason I feel like that keeps saying okay it hadn't updated and I looked over and I thought it said we were we've only been doing this for 20 minutes and I was like there's no possible way (laughs) yeah yeah okay Okay, okay. I'm sorry yeah 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 we're good we're good I don't know why that happened to be frank I was truly confused I was like we have bitched about so much and talked about so much. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so um, this the finish makes sense. It does. It actually and really, I, I, I actually really does. Was like okay, that perfect. 
So, as Asuka's kicking the shit out of Ellsworth, Carmella comes up from behind. Yeah. Because, basically, Asuka was kicking the shit out of Carmella this whole match. Yeah. She's absolutely fucking running through her. Yeah. Um, I think the only negative of that is that it does make... But, okay. I wrote down that the Cage and Ellsworth have become the focal point. More so than the match. But here, as soon as I wrote it down, I was like, no, that's fine. It should be. That's what this is. Yeah. You know, like, this, not this match specifically, but, like, these gimmick matches where you have someone in a fucking cage over the ring, that should be the focal point. Mm -hmm. It would be like having a Hell in a Cell match and just exchanging holds for (laughs) eight minutes and then being done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um... So yeah, then Carmella pushes Asuka into the shark cage, which yep. when it was lowered became right at eye level. Correct. Like it just Bonk. it makes perfect sense. Finch. Loved it. Mm. Yeah, I wrote down. But then at the same cool. time, doesn't it also kind of betray the stipulation? Well, I mean it does, <laughs> but at the same time you also have to consider that like WWE betray their own stipulations constantly. Fair enough. How many times have we heard the phrase like once the door is locked, no one gets in, no one gets out. Everyone gets in and everyone gets out every single fucking time. Everyone gets a key. Like, ugh. Um, uh, let's see. So then, as Carmella is celebrating, yes. Asuka beats the shit out of Ellsworth. Ellsworth even more. And I did write down, Asuka kills Ellsworth and nobody cares. That crowd doesn't give a fuck about it and it bummed me out now I was laughing my ass off as Ellsworth was crying and oh, tapping out yeah, cause that please. was very funny um they show a clip of Sanity versus New Day on the pre-show in a tables match and I was like and I was like what which, the fuck by that, the way that's extreme that's extreme <laughs> the shark cage is the first extreme thing that's been on this show mhm uh, and your definition of extreme may vary. <laughs> so after this, we've got Jeff versus Shinsuke. I was this is not- U.S. champ, U.S. champ, US champ Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Yep. And you know what's funny? As Jeff Hardy was coming out, I started to write down. I bet his opponent is Shinsuke. That's amazing. So and I- as Shinsuke came out, as I started seeing the plug-in, because I remember uh-huh. when they first turned him heel, he had a different theme, and they yeah. showed the plugging in and the yeah. instrument. I was like, oh, fuck, now I can't even finish this note. His his normal theme is way better, but I will say that remix version, pretty fucking good. I liked it, too. Yeah. I have it on uh, my... I have that one on my workout playlist. I don't have the other one. I feel like Jeff Hardy only wrestled Shinsuke in 2018. I don't know why I have this weird. Dude, I didn't idea. have a fucking. I didn't have any fucking memory of any of this. I had forgotten that Jeff was U.S. champion. I had yep. forgotten that Shinsuke was here. I had forgotten that Jeff worked with Shinsuke. I had forgotten 2018. You know like, what's? You know what's even more fucked? The Rumble this year is when Shinsuke, Shinsuke wins, wins it. it. Uh, I won money on it that year. I was actually okay. in a rumble pool and I drew whatever number Shinsuke had and immediately was like, God damn it. And then he won. Um, yeah. So, just the passage of time, because we're in July here. Yeah. He faces AJ at Mania for the belt. Yeah. And then now loses. Here. Yeah. And then loses. And then, and then feuds with AJ. Yeah. Yeah. F- with- for what seemed like too long. <laughs> a little bit. And lost all and, of them. And it was centered around... 
kicking each other in the dick. Yeah. That was the whole feud. I don't... Yeah, I don't they, know. They managed to do Shinsuke versus AJ and have no one care. Dude, supposedly, I have heard that the match at Mania that they wanted to have, they were not allowed to. And that, like, the producers made them have the match that they had. And I was like, dude, you could have done either one of them up, you know, for the finish. Because I have actually rewatched the match that they had at Mania. Yeah. It is not good. And that crowd couldn't care. And it's fucking depressing. I was stoked for that. And I'm not a big Shinsuke fan, but I had seen the stuff that they did in New Japan, and it was fucking great. Yeah. And then this was just not. This match, though. So the belt doesn't ring yet. Right. Refs, I I think he's taking the U.S. belt, like, over to the timekeeper or whatever. And Shinsuke low blows Jeff Hardy. Yes. Ref doesn't see it. Yes. Goes over and is like sees Jeff in a in a heap uh-huh. and is like, "Are you are you good?" And Jeff's like, "Yeah, all right." Ring the bell. Shinsuke runs in with a Kinshasa. We're there, which uh, surprised me. But I was also just kind of like, "What the fuck, even?" <laughs> but you know what I want to see? You know what I really want to fucking see? And this only made me want to see it more. So you know how like originally when they did Money in the Bank cash ins, you could just be laying in the fucking ring and I could cash in and pin you. Yeah. And now they do this whole like, are you good? Are you good? You know, whatever. And then they fucking ring the bell. One, I hate that. But two, just once, have somebody go to cash in and the ref goes, hey man, are you good? Can you compete? Just be like, no. <laughs> Why would you say yes? Why would you think, ever say yes? I don't think they do that for cash ins. They do. They do? They 1 billion percent do. They have done it so many fucking times. Jesus. I it's would, that's stupid. so stupid. Especially when it's a face cashing in on a heel. Why don't, why don't they just say, no, fuck this, I'm hurt. I'm shitting my pants right now. Like, anything. Ugh. Stupid. I don't know. Uh, I just wrote down what I have no memory of any of this. Shinsuke is actually having an orgasm and a seizure at the same time on his entrance. By the way, yeah, I don't understand. I'm just not a fan. Um, but then, okay. First of all, Tom Phillips, the bastard, the asshole, yes, the dickhead, yes, the putz, <laughs> said. Nakamura hit one of his signature low blows. Signature low blows. I mean, that's a stupid phrase, except that he had been, like, just doing this for, like, three months or whatever. But, like, still, like, I would never call it that. A signature low blow. A signature low blow would be if you had, like, a very specific one. Yeah! Like, you do a lunge and a fucking (laughs) tiger punch at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God! (laughs) I can't believe it! By God. It's fucking nut to bag buster. <laughs> nut what? Nuck to bag buster? Yeah. Okay. Like gotcha. if I do a lunge and a fucking tiger call. <laughs> yeah. Then Randy Orton returns. Yes. Which I was like, he was gone? Because again, I and don't remember any of this. He kicks Jeff Hardy in the dick for and then leaves. That's it. He put on his gear to do this. <laughs> he sure did. He sure the fuck did. They paid him thousands <laughs> of dollars. To do that. 
I love him so much. It's unbelievable. I, I honestly was just sitting here like, I kind of want to know where this went. Yeah? If anywhere. Uh, my last note on this just says, Jeff's balls are dead. <laughs> yep. There was a don't try this at home ad next. I didn't catch that at all. Dude, when's the last time they had those? I feel like they don't have those anymore. They don't. They really don't. They should. At this point, they just assume that like you're either smart or you're going to die. Um, <laughs> which is fine. Um, Alright. My next note. Kevin versus Braun and Kevin running away is the theme, which I picked up on immediately from the video package. And I was like, oh, that's why you're doing this in a cage. That actually makes sense. Yes. And is the original concept of what a steel cage was supposed to be, that the heels were constantly running from the faces. Now you fucking can't. Whatever. Yeah. So I was like, cool. And then I wrote down, Braun had the fucking briefcase? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember this. 20, 2018 must have been a bad time period for my brain, because none of this was coming <laughs> back to me. It also does feel like it was about 18 years ago. Oh, man. Me and Meg were talking about that earlier. I was like, I can remember 2020. I have no concept of what 2021 was. <laughs> I'm aware of 2022 as we are currently in it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, I remember a lot from 2020 and, like, the, the throes of the pandemic. Yeah. I don't remember anything from last year. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of wishy-washy with, with 2020. It kind of blended together. Yeah, that's what I felt. Mm. 2020 was two years long. And 2021 didn't happen. Maybe that's why I so well, yeah. Um, okay, uh, what did you think of this match? Um, I liked this. I very much did. I thought it was good. Uh, I think this is the first stunner that Kevin Owens did. Interesting. Um, Because they really fucking put it over. Um, I thought that this was good. Because it was just good storytelling, good psychology. Yes, yes. I'm so glad that Kevin Owens is back to his prize fighter character where he's a fucking bad motherfucker. Because he's very... He's good at anything. Yeah. I just don't like cowardly Kevin Owens. Fair. I like sadistic heel bully Kevin Owens or... Bad motherfucker, babyface Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Crazy bump on this finish, though. Big time, and he lands perfectly flat. Oh, not yeah. that that down, not, not that that makes it any better. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It's still choke slam but... off the top of the cage through the announce table, which I normally would think this is stupid. But I kind of actually did like that this meant that Kevin Owens technically won. I agree. <laughs> Normally I would hate it. Yeah. And and one of the things that kind of made it work for me was I was like, well, if you looked at the story, I don't think Braun cared about winning or losing. He just wanted to beat him up. Yeah. So he, he got what he wanted. Kevin technically did win, which I hope that he then cut promos about how he beat Braun Strowman in a steel cage. If he didn't, then what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And I I'm, actually like the way that Braun kind of sold it to on his way out, where he was just kind of meh. I'm, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm walking out. He got stretchered yeah. or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. 
It's almost as if applying logic to an illogical situation that you have creative control over, though, can be good. <laughs> good! Good! So, so, um, we have a Super Showdown 2018 commercial next for the yeah. Melbourne show. At some point, I want to do that show. Which one is that? Uh, the main event is Triple H and Undertaker. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, which, that's what I thought was, when we had that mix-up about the Super Showdown thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, it also features Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Dope. I'm sure that's very good. Um... That's those are my only memories of the show. Yeah, but I watched it live. I remember. Uh, let's see. After this, we've got Bludgeon Bros versus Hell No. Mm-hmm. Um, this video package was fucking awesome. It was very good. Um, especially so this is post comeback Daniel Bryan. Yep. Uh, Hell No. I know some people loved it. I know some people fucking hated it. I really like Team Hell No, and I, I was do like, too. they they were undeniably over. Yeah, you know, like, and a lot of the shit they did was fucking funny. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about. I've heard a couple Team people Hell say that they thought it was just hokey, and I was like, yeah. Well, that's the point. Like, yeah, like, come on. I like comedy, Kane. I like. I just like comedy. Like when? Okay, I take that back. I like when comedy is funny. And... There you go. Uh, I had this conversation last weekend, actually. It was like me, Jake something, and Kevin Blackwood, of all people. We were talking about comedy and wrestling. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was like, to me, man, I don't... If As long as it's funny, I don't care. You know? Like... But I think that having genuinely funny wrestling is honestly hard. But I think that doing good stand-up or making a good comedic movie is fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just... Yeah. I just hate bad comedy. Uh... <laughs> yeah. We all did. Good gear from Brian. Big time. Big big time. So, the the, the deal with this is Kane is not here yes. because of his, his ankle. His leg got smashed by a door by a hammer. It got caught in the leg smasher. <laughs> he got his leg caught in the leg smasher. <laughs> Again. Damn the leg smasher. Um, anyway, so... So Kane's not here, so it's just... this. It's a handicap match, basically. Right. So, fuck yeah. There's a really cool spot where frickin' uh, Harper dives onto Rowan by accident. Yes. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I think that's when uh, Daniel Bryan starts getting the upper hand more. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was okay. Then Kane came out. Kane's wearing an actual, like, a medical, like, broken or strained bone in your foot boot. Yeah. I, but he's wearing it, like, over his wrestling boot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I very much did not care for that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I had some memory of Kane having, like, his leg bandaged, but it was over the tights. And if it wasn't Kane, it was somebody else. I was like, <laughs> just something like that where I'm like, well, that... you can't see it if it's under the tights. You gotta, the audience just, has to see it. just limp. <laughs> like, 
I'm not saying what? he needs lip. I'm not saying he needs the fucking boot. I'm saying that like you either have to not have your wrestling boot on underneath of it, or just don't do. I don't know. Something about that just didn't sit well with me. I liked it. Okay, fine. <laughs> I liked that he had like the little thing, and he was cool, and he was awesome, and he was jabbing people in their throats. Um. Kane did almost nothing in this, but all things considered, I liked this. Uh, I thought it was effective. I thought it was unique, too, because it was like... I think there was a couple tag matches on this show. The, yeah, this there were. This one was different the, from the, the other one, one was so... definitely different. Um, but still, I mean, it was just a regular tag match. Sure. There's, there's still on not extreme been a rules. lot of extreme shit on this <laughs> on show. On extreme rules. Like, we're honestly... At this point, the shark cage is it. None of... Well, the shark cage and the steel cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of cage. Uh, then we Is see... Is Nick Cage on this show? Oh, now, your extreme rules. Are they actually extreme, or are they just regular matches? Um, that started as Nicolas Cage and drifted into something else. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it started to drift into turn it up, rip the knob off. Ah, <laughs> uh, um... Then okay. Promo- okay. All right. I was working on a film in Marrakesh. <laughs> I want you to go see my new movie, Pig. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't talk shit about Pig. Uh. Then there's a promo backstage yes. with Roman and the B team, where Roman doesn't say anything. And it was yeah, well, it was just a walking odd. thing. Yeah, he was just walking I to the know. ring, and then the B team. But the B team interrupt, and they literally interact. With, they speak they say to him. you could be a part of the B team. You'll be an honorary member of the B team. All you have to do is beat Bobby Lashley. Yes, that's the funny thing. Beat Bobby. Beat, 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 beat. Uh, yeah. So this match. I only have a couple of notes on this. I'm just going to burn through them real quick, and then we can discuss it if you want. If okay. You want. Lashley versus Roman. My first note just says, "This was a, I, I'm sure this was a big deal then. This would be huge now, which is good that they have like elevated these guys, right? Um, however, this was a bad time period for both of these guys. I don't think... I. Roman clearly was not at the peak of his powers. Oh no, and, and not, I not don't. At all. I don't think that they had actually gotten Lashley right yet, like post comeback. I really fucking don't. That's probably fair. That's probably fair. Um, Booking wise, are you talking? I mean, the way that they're presented and stuff. Yeah, like, okay. Like Lashley is I, really yeah. just kind of put out there. It's just like, yeah, he's a guy and he's big and he's jacked. He is presented now as like the top tier. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the end-all, be-all. The end-all, be-almighty, even. Like, thank you. Like. God damn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the crowd hates this match. But I, didn't, I actually I didn't sense I, that. I liked I match. liked this match a lot. I thought it was actually really fucking good. The, the, okay. I don't think this I, crowd This crowd this was, was quiet for, like, the first half. Two thirds. But I think that, like, okay, so one of the things that I did Because they did notice come up for this, the end. They did. Which we will talk about. But one of the things I did notice about this was 
when I say I like this match, I think I actually liked the back half of it because I thought the first half was really slow and it was weird to see like this is supposed to be white meat babyface Roman. And yeah. I've talked I've talked about this on the show before on on something else. He's putting on chin locks and he's working a real slow pace. They're talking about it on commentary. It's so weird to see it's really just weird to see Roman wrestle. Yeah. He's not like a gra- like a gra- like a he's hold that's for not hold. what he's known for at all. Never. But he had those great matches with like Brian and Claudio, like Oh, big time. It's the thing yeah. where it's like He, he can, but I have no problem he can. A billion percent he can. It's just weird to see. Uh huh. No, I agree. And it's weird to see Bob Lash do anything other than throw people or hit people. Sure. But I feel, but again, I think that adds to my whole like they didn't have him right at yeah. this point. They they hadn't figured out the right version of him to present to people. Yeah, I think Maybe that's I it. think that right now he's genuinely really loving his job. He's Good. like I I think that like you can Hell tell yeah. somebody who's like they're into their music. Right? Yeah, they're into their entrance. Right, you can tell the people that are and the ones that aren't. And he's doing this like fist pump to the beat of his song now on his entrance and shit, and like the crowd is doing it with him like yeah. it's really like I think that he is really really like clicking right now I've always liked Bob Lash I'm just good I'm glad that now he's like where he should have been I agree. you know what I mean like I liked Bob Lash when I remember as a kid I was like Bob Lash is fucking awesome look sure. at how many peaks he has yeah he's got a lot of them they used to put it in a video pack room. They're like, less than 1% of people on Earth look like this guy. Yeah. Like, but he's not... He wasn't great then. No, no, he really wasn't. <laughs> and I honestly, I think that they rushed him on the TV, in my yeah. opinion. Like, But I'm glad that he's there now. It's also fun to, like, if you ever get the chance to, like, watch his, like, first run, they are only putting him with guys that are vets and can, like, coach, guide, teach, and... You know, whatever. Like, he works with Finley a shit ton on TV. Yeah. And, like, Booker and, you know, a million other guys that are yeah. pros, you know? Yeah. Um, but the most shocking thing about this match to me, Bob wins. Yeah. I honestly was half, like, I liked it. I was I was paying attention, right? Yeah. But I was like three quarters paying attention. Yeah. You know, okay. the quarter, I'm like, yeah. I'm talking to Meg, I'm dicking around my phone, you know, whatever. I hear that bump and I look up and I see three in favor of Bob. I like lurch forward on the couch. I was like, the fuck? Because I mind. don't remember Roman like ever losing at that point. Me neither. And clean as a sheet. Oh, yeah. I, I was gobsmacked. By so, that. a couple notes here. So. They started, of course, with the wrestling, like we said. Right. It was good wrestling. It was just yes. weird to see them do that. Yes. And then they they ramp it up. I don't know. Roman put on a heat for some sure. reason. I don't know why he did that. But that was weird. It was but so strange to me. Yes. I'm willing to forgive that. Because yep. then they Go start fucking hitting the gas pedal. Yes, they do. They work really fucking hard at yep. this back third. Yep. And Lashley, at one point, commits so fucking hard... To this bump to the outside. Oh man, he off of it, Roman shoulders. It's basically an attitude adjustment. Over that's what the top I was gonna say. Rope, yeah, top and rope. he just absolutely eats hell on the ground, big time. So fucking painful looking. 
he commits all the way. Yeah. And, I actually, and I then, did write that down. It just says Lashley floor bump. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was... I really liked this match when it was said and done. I was like, hell yeah, that was fucking awesome. So, next we had Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Uh, yes. Um, hang on, sorry. Because why... Why Why do we get good things? Why, why would we get good things? <laughs> also, just want to put this out. This is actually Extreme Rules, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. This is Extreme Rules. The last match was not. So, mm-hmm. a, a majority of the matches so far have not been special. Uh, <laughs> have not been special. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Bob Lash got a... Pay-per-view victory over Roman Reigns in 2018. You're going to call that not special. No, it's not what I mean. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, my first note on this next match just says, I feel like ten women have cashed in on the same night they won the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. And and they've only had Money in the Bank matches since 27? Yeah, that sounds right. Like, and if it's not the, the same Yeah, night, it was there's, 2017 there's been... because Carmella won it. Carmella because... won it. Because, of because Ellsworth brought the briefcase yeah. down. And the then first, to, and then she had to win it again because the people were so pissed about it. Dude, the first ever women's money in the bank, and the briefcase is brought down by a fucking bloke. Dude, here's what pissed me off about it the most. Right, one, that's just it's just a bad choice. It's bad. Cre- it's it's stupid. But I'm like, you haven't even established the legitimacy of the briefcase yet. It's your first fucking one. I think that if they had done like 10 of these matches or, you know, whatever, and then you had an Ellsworth or, you know, some dude cheat for the fucking woman, then you'd get actual, what I would call good heat, because you're pissing on the sanctity of the briefcase and the tradition of the match or whatever. Yeah, but you you can't do that that out of the gate. Yeah, like. Exactly. It's like when. Like, you can't shit on a tradition that is just starting. (laughs) You know? Like. You, you don't have a tradition to shit on. Exactly. Um, My first note here... Hold on. <coughs> There's a line in the video package for this where Ronda Rousey says, Whether Alexa is champ or not, I'm going to be back and I'll be kicking her, quote, pink-haired ass. Pink-haired ass. Her ass has pink hair? Pink-haired ass. Yeah. I will be kicking her pink-haired ass. Imagine that. Pink-ass hair. <laughs> Is it Alexa Bliss's ass when she Yes. Can? Well, that's... It's troubling. Yeah. Bare minimum. <laughs> Bare minimum it's troubling because... You know what? I don't think I want to go further on that topic. Yeah, that's, uh, a, ch- that's a challenging wank. Uh, yeah... <laughs> I'm having a lot of conflicted feelings right now. One of my I, fa- I cannot. It's one of my absolute a favorite challenging quotes. Challenging wank, also. Holy lord. One uh, of my absolute favorite quotes of all time. So, so earlier, please move on. Earlier, I said to you, my last Google yes. search was Nia Jack's weight. And I laughed pretty heartily. Now, the reason I Googled this is because she's announced as 217 pounds. Okay. Do you think that that's legit? No. 
It's a so like here's a weird thing. Because I googled it and it came up two seventy two. Fun fact: Seth Rollins, according to Google, is two seventeen. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and I know she's bigger than Rollins. Y- y- sure, I would buy that two seventy. Um, I thought. Okay, so this is a weird thing. I thought because... it was interesting that it was lower. Yeah. I wonder if they just read it wrong or pronounced it stupidly. 217 and 270 can easily get blurred together. Mm, maybe that. This maybe has that. happened at my job numerous times. Maybe that's true. Maybe I'm the idiot. It's quite possible. Hey! Uh, man! Man! I'll beat your ass. What do you think of this whole Ronda buying a ticket thing? Because myself... I always love that angle. It's, it's dumb it, al- as fuck. it always works, though. I, it I always think it works. does. You know, it always gets me jazzed up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, the one that, for me, that goes the hardest is when uh, um, it's the same Raw that has Eddie and RVD in the ladder match for the IC belt. Yes. Benoit. Benoit with the ticket. With the ticket. Yep. But the way he just pulls it out and goes, Right. That goes hard as fuck, I, dude. I, I get that. jazzed up. Uh, I love that. I love um, uh, No Way Out. Uh, Eddie and Brock. Yeah. They set up that Goldberg has a ticket, but yeah. the, but that Austin gave it to him. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. This 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 could and should honestly be done on like an independent show. And there's no reason that you can't do that. Yeah. That would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I gotta remember this. I am now fantasy booking something in my head, and I know people who book shows. Okay. Um, So, um, about that, um, I'm gonna move on while you're doing that. So, they start pulling out all the weapons and stuff. Um, I think at some point, yes. Uh, Nia Jax gorilla presses Alexa Bliss, and then Alexa Bliss takes a face bump from the from there onto a trash uh-huh. can. It's pretty awesome. Ugh, ugh. And then Corey Graves says, "You think a goddess has ever handled trash? Do wait. You think you don't? Oh, goddess? oh my god! I just I I failed to read my notes." I, fi- I completely fumbled the sentence. Let me try that again. You don't think a goddess handles trash, do you? Then there's a long san- silence. There's a long yes. silence after he says this. And Michael Cole says, Speechless, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey goes, It's about time. I laughed so hard. I laughed That's so hard. Actually very good for both guys. You don't think a goddess handles trash, do you? Long silence. Wow. I love a long silence. Don't you? (laughs) Speechless, brother. (laughs) So, um... Did you like the bit before the trash can where Alexa kept grabbing weapons and Nia was just taking them? (laughs) And throwing them into the ring. I, I thought it was funny. I actually did think that yeah. was funny. Because it went it on for it made... so fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, alright, at one point, is this going to end? And then it went a little <laughs> further. I love it. Um, um, 
So, Rhonda eventually does get involved. Yes. Unhinged, out of control Rhonda Rousey is kind of awesome. Yeah. White meat, baby face Ronda Rousey is awful. No. Like, it's so strange to think that, like, that's somebody that needs the right presentation. Just because yeah. you would think, no matter what, she's over. Yeah. Right? Definitively not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that happens or whatever. I don't remember exactly what happens. It leads to... Oh, you know what? Um... Natty's Alexa out Bliss, here. Alexa, like, why is she here? Mickey's out here. I, I, I actually did write down that Natalia has been a best friend or partner with every fucking woman <laughs> that has been on any of their rosters for the last fifty years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you told I me remember, that Natty at one I remember point, her in May Young. <laughs> if if you told me that Natty at one point helped Trish Stratus win a match, I'd be like, yeah, that seems right. Only to then go on and betray her, I'd be like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Like, it is crazy to me. Uh, anyway, the DDT on the onto the chair mm-hmm. is what ultimately does Nia in. Believable. I liked it. It was decent. Uh, overall, I was okay with this, yeah. It was... I think I wrote down, uh, decent enough match. Decent enough match! Yes. Why did you read it like that? I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, the crowd seems subdued at this point. Like it, it was really weird. For some reason, I kept noticing the audience in this one, and sometimes mm. I honestly don't. Yeah, I didn't really notice the audience that much. Uh, so my, can I read just my next note? Yeah, because I, I, I just AJ versus Rusev. What? <laughs> I don't recall this. Never. But at the same time, I was like. Why don't I recall this? This sounds fucking awesome. Like I don't remember a I don't remember Rusev getting a title shot ever. Uh, I I actually wrote down I love a fresh match. Yeah. Like if nothing else, I would have been like, well, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Um, I then also wrote down I think this should have been face face. Because Rusev was so over, and they tried hard, it seemed like during the video package, to be like, oh, it's you're going to have this title match, you have to be a villain. I was like, yeah. no, man, like, you could have actually... I love the pure sports build. Yeah. And they Why just not? so f- rarely seemingly do it. I feel like it might happen slightly more, more now that Triple H is involved. I agree. Because I think Vince McMahon hates wrestling. <laughs> uh, there's so many things that like make me think okay so when I say this what I mean is subjectively in the terms of the content not financially because objectively money wise Vince was so good for that company however it's really starting to show how bad for the overall quality of the product that he was for it yeah like very quickly it's obvious and I think that that's only going to amplify in the coming like weeks months years whatever Mm -hmm. big big same big same um what do you think of Rusev Day as an act I loved it same I loved Rusev Day I can't believe that they just didn't do more with it 
I I thought I legitimately thought this has to be the year they pull the trigger with Rusev. Yeah. There was there was a time around here where he was the most over fucking dude. But oh my god. But Vince doesn't hear the crowd. No, and like, okay, so I think I was talking about this with Meg actually while watching this. So Vince, somewhat famously with both Rusev and Brian, said, oh, well, you're not over. The chant is over. So do you, I don't know if you remember this, they took Brian off of TV for a little bit and gave the yes chant to Big Show. I vaguely remember him doing that, but I didn't know that's the thing. It Allegedly, now this does add up if you ask me, but allegedly it was to illustrate that you're not over. The chant is what's over. So they give it to Big Show, and it doesn't get, it's not over. It doesn't get the same reaction at all until Brian comes back, and then it's immediately on top. And it's like, you're just a stupid, stupid old man. Yeah. I have this question written down later, but... Mm. Let's broach it now, because we've already kind of broached it. When do you think Vince lost his touch? Uh, I don't think it's one particular moment. I think it was slowly over time, but I'm it, interested it to hear It was slowly over time, and here's the thing. I, would, I need to fucking try to remember or look up who was on creative at certain points. Because for me, I honestly think it was about... This is going to sound weird because it kind of lines up with another big change in the company. But around 2008 and 2009, and maybe... 2010 is the last years of the of the creative, actually. They were still bad, for sure, but having a lot of... 2010 was, like, not a great year. It, it really wasn't. Outside of the Nexus, the Nexus was, like, the biggest thing in 2010. Yeah. Great matches, and even that, but, like, nothing... They fucked up. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, like, my initial thought was going to be when WCW died. That's when Vince lost touch because he had no more competition. But it's like, no, because the product actually was good for several years after that. Yeah. And then I was going to say 2008 when they went to TV, PG, and no more blood, this, that, and the other. And I was like, no, because 2009 was pretty fucking good. And 2010, I think, is where it started to dip off for a while. 2011's a good year, too. 2011 is a good year, but, like, it's weird because then it's, like... 2012's not great. 2012's not great. 20, great. 2013 is. 2014, 2014 starts... I don't even starts hot and then goes downhill rapidly. Oh, yeah, because that's when Brian wins the... Brian wins at Mania, Mania yeah. and then is, it like, injured, and then... Yeah, it, it that starts to... Yeah. Like, it's so weird to me that, like, when he just stopped listening to other people, that's it's, when it got awful. Yeah. But, motherfucker, 77 now, like, how many, let's go back 10 years, how many 67-year-olds do you know right now that you think are, like, on the pulse of entertainment and what audiences want? <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, Fair I think my, no, my dad actually is 67. He doesn't know art. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I love how, like, just to the point that was. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to this match: AJ versus Rusev. 
Um, they announced AJ, by the way, as weighing in at 218 here. Mm. And I wrote down bullshit. No. In what aspect? If he's over 200 pounds here, <laughs> it is by ounces. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? AJ was champion for a year. Yeah. It's wild to think of. He's He was like one of the top ten longest reigning of all time. Longer than Hogan. Longer than Savage. Like, Hell yeah, man. Hell love yeah. It. Um, Th- that, that was the title reign that ended gender. Yeah. The gender experiment. Yeah. yeah. It yep. was good to get a long title reign to really establish the legitimacy again. <laughs> man, people did not want gender on top. Um... Well, so, well, what Vince did, did. What did you think of this match? Um, match? What match? Oh, this match? Yeah. I really liked this match. I thought this match was, spoiler alert, really good. Uh, I... I thought that it was good, but I just didn't feel like it ever got into that next gear. Really? Yeah, and I, I don't know exactly why. There was just something about it that I thought was... it It's good. I'm not saying it's bad at all. But there was just something that kept me from going from, like, I like this to, like, oh, yeah, I really like this. Hmm. What more do you want? A Canadian destroyer, for far, for Christ's sakes? There's... <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. It, it's... It was There's a good story here. There is. There's a very good story. Really the, good the, story. The, finish, the finish, I think, is an incredible execution of telling that story. Oh, big time. Like, I'm not saying I didn't like this. I just thought that it was going to get to a, a level that it didn't get to. That's all. Uh, I also wrote down, that calf crusher. Yeah. That shit fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... My next note is, remember the network? Mm. God, it was glorious. It was so good. We didn't know what we had. We were losers. Uh, you don't know what you got <laughs> till it's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> uh, I heard a joke one time about like blurring, how you can blur all Aerosmith, like the later ones... You can blur all later Aerosmith songs together, and it sounds yeah. like an Aerosmith song. Mm. I'm crying because I left you. You're amazing, baby. <laughs> uh, so then we got the main event, which I did not know what was the main event of this card. So as we got to this point, I'm like, what is going on after this? Because I think after AJ and Rusev, I hit the pause button to see where I was at time-wise, and I was like, still a good chunk of this show left to go. Yeah. What the fuck? Also, it took me like three days to watch this. I watched it entirely today. Amazing. Uh, I, I finished this show as the closing announcement was going on at Menards. Mm. By the way. Uh, so it pops up or whatever that it's Dolph versus Seth and Iron Man and my first two thoughts were this should be very good. And then, why do I not remember this? I don't remember this happening either. If you had told me this, I would have said, no, that's not real. 
I, I, I flat out wouldn't have believed you. Um, Even though we, I told you that this was the main event of this show when right. we watched Vengeance 06. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Dolph comes out. He's got Drew with him. This was one of my favorite duos. Drew McIntyre Drew- and Dolph Ziggler, or as I called them, Dolph Entire. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Seth Rollins cuts a really damn good promo before this. Uh, I don't remember that. I'm sorry. He's walking to the ring before his entrance. Yeah. Like, or he's backstage and gets interviewed, and he just cuts a really damn good promo about, good. like, it's like, it's it's not a regular match. You can't come in. Like, he just cuts a really good promo yeah. about how you can't come in to this match like it's a regular match because it's different. you got to strategize right. all that stuff. And he's like, I have three opponents tonight. Tonight. Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and the clock. I'm like, yes, dude. I like that. Yes. That's very cool. Uh, we gotta talk. We 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 will talk about this clock. Uh, here's the thing. How tan is Dolph here? Hey, because he looks to be a different race. Like, and I don't know what it is. Dolph looks like three action figures. Is my note. Here. He is in unbelievable shape. Drew as a heavy was a bad time for Drew. He uh, should be his own man. No, I agree. Um, even though he was really good at it. He, he yeah. Who would not believe that guy beating the shit out of him? <laughs> uh, Fair enough. This gear from Rollins. Uh-huh. I have two figures of it. That's how good it is. <laughs> two separate figures where they ran the same gear. Wait, hang on. I had an... Oh, uh, Dolph's Evil Knievel gear. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's It's so stupid. It's so obscure. Hang on. What What is... What is Rollins' gear here? Because I didn't have a note on it. Black I like and it green. Oh, okay. The neon green? The black and that, like, real pale green. Pale-y. Oh, okay, green. okay. Um. <laughs> so, so, this is a pay- This is in 2018. This is yes. a pay-per-view. Yes. Premium live event. Whatever oh, you cool. Call it. Premium live event, fuckers. Um, it's... WWE. Yes. The Intercontinental Championship. Yes. A 30-minute Iron Man match. Yes. As the main event. Yes. It proves that in 2018 there was still a little bit, just a, a little, little bit of hope. in there. Just a to tiny, squeeze. tiny, tiny bit of hope here. Like, I I love all of that. Uh, it was also very funny to me that I was like, oh, this is Sean's. I'm sorry. This is Dolph's homage to Sean doing the fucking uh, Iron Man match at Mania. Mm. I there there's nods to it in this, so I was like, okay, I know what you're doing here. Um, I didn't pick that up. I did. Uh, let's see. So so I I have a note about just a quick discussion because this is already a lengthy show from us. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So I wrote down Iron Man matches to me. If you're a fan, almost have the NASCAR effect. Where what I mean by that is. Yeah, you could watch the whole race, or you could watch the last five laps and see who wins. Yeah. I think that it's really hard to keep a crowd engaged during an Iron Man match because they know when it's going to end. Yeah. And that becomes a factor as this specific match progresses. Mm-hmm. 
Because goddamn, do they latch onto that clock? Yes, they do. And it is frustrating as fuck to to, to watch it because I actually thought this match this was match excellent. Was awesome. Yeah, it this was match very was fucking very good. awesome. And pretty early on, all they talk, all that, all that audience wants to do is count down with the clock and make the buzzer sound for the rumble. Iron Man match. Let's talk Iron Man match. Where do you stand on as far as you liking it or not? I love the concept, you know, outside of what I just talked about, where it's like, well, we know when we need to be invested. Yeah. Um, I have had 30-minute Iron Man matches, and I've had one 60-minute Iron Team match, which was a tag-team Iron Man match. Okay. And That's that is, interesting. It is the only match I've ever had that went the full 60 minutes. Hmm. And... I think it's the first great match I ever actually had. Okay. I have the DVD somewhere in this house. Okay. It's Hell actually... Yeah. It's also... I. Th- it might be the first match I ever had that I think holds up to where I would willingly and happily show it to someone mm. based on not just, like, the ring work or anything, because yeah. that's honestly not it, but, like, the way that we... All four of us structured it and put it together. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, what about you? I fucking love Iron Man matches. I okay. think it might be my favorite rare stipulation. Okay. Because I don't want to see them all the time. No. Yeah, but I love an Iron Man yeah. match. What, um... Especially good ones. <laughs> what What do you think lends it to you? Is it the sport-based of it? Or sport-based? I don't know. I, I, I think I just get fascinated with the ways that people structure them. Okay. Have you like, seen a lot of different ones, or not super? Not a lot. Like to be frank, like not ones that like. Really have stick you ever out. seen the Brett Sean one? I've not. No. Um, I don't want to definitely commit to like a date. I would happily watch that. I I think that's one that we would benefit from watching together. I okay. and we we could either do a normal review or do an actual watch along. But I think it, specifically, I think it would be good to watch it with me. Um, let's see other ones that I like. Uh, we covered Angle and Lesnar. That is Great. the fucking smartest one. It, it's yeah, it's up there. I, I it's probably the most creative one. I think. Yeah. Even with the what I thought was very bad, and I have never rewatched Orton and Cena one, which was an Iron Man match that was contested with no disqualifications or countouts, which to me is. Stupid, but whatever. Um, Benoit and Triple H had one on Raw. It's fucking awesome. Okay, yeah. Um, trying to think of those. Oh, Rock and Triple H had an Iron Man match, and it is in two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. So if you can imagine, it's that. Um, yeah. But it is good. But you know what I mean. It's it's two thousand. Anyways, moving on. So, Cole... I have a note on comment, on Cole yes. on commentary. He hit... You know how he's very famous for the WW... You do it all the time on here. Yep. He hit one of the biggest WWs I've ever heard mm-hmm. him do. He was like, Seth Rollins on WWE now said that, and then he went on to say something else. But I was Incredible. like... He literally... It was the most WW... It was so... 
It was bubbly. I don't know. How... That, I was literally about to say you do bubbles when you do this. It's I I, I don't bubbly like yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. do it. Or, yeah. WWE. I can't. You sound like you're gargling in the back of your mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's WWE.com interview. This WWE. Um. So okay. This got to a point where it was three to three. And there were 17 minutes left. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I understand that you have a million different ways you can tell this story, right? But for some reason, I think that Iron Man matches with a higher count of pins, it, like, cheapens the thing. Because then it's like, oh, well, I could have beaten you four times. I don't know. There's something about when it gets too high that I don't like. So when I saw three to three... Which means there have been six finishes, and there are seventeen minutes left. So we're not even halfway through this fucking thing. I was like, "Oh fuck me, dude." Well, one of them was DQ. I understand that. <laughs> I get that. I'm just saying there's part of it that just I don't know what it is. Gets at me. When Rollins hit the stomp and it, and he got that yeah like when it was like it was two it was two nothing I remember it was uh-huh. two nothing he hit. Some pa uh what, what did he hit? I don't remember. So he hit something. I don't remember, but he he got a fall. Right. And I was like, oh shit, okay. He hit the stomp, got a fall. I was like, yeah. oh f- this fuck yeah, Flurry, right? Yeah. Then he he's going for the another stomp. I'm like, makes perfect sense. Why Probably. wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Keep pinning the fucker. Yeah. Drew gets in, does the DQ thing. That whole thing that takes right. its time. He hits the claymore as he's getting ejected. Right. That allows Dolph to crawl over get a pin. and get a pin. Yeah. I'm like, that makes perfect sense. No, I that. agree. It does. All it of does. that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yep. yep. And yep. then yep. Dolph hits the super kick, gets another get pa- another yep. fall. Makes perfect sense. I agree. Hmm. I honestly thought that this one made made sense, even though there was. No, fall, it, fall, it was, fall it was, on the first half. Like, like it, I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense. There's yeah, just I know. something about it that fucking gets to me. Um, I know what you're saying. So, man, oh man, the the middle part of this match seemed very slow to me. And as I was watching it, I was remembering things that I had read about this online. Hmm. So, because the crowd got so into the clock early on, they pulled it off the the, the Tron. So the crowd boos, and then they're quiet. And then later in the match, when they get to, like, I, I want to say it's, like, around the 7-8 mark or something, they put the clock back on. Yeah. Huge pop. You can hear it. Yeah. Massive pop from the crowd. Because they just want to fucking play with that clock. Now, having said all that, once they got to the final, I'm going to say about three minutes. Yeah. The crowd was with the match. Yeah. But those first 27 minutes had to have been really fucking frustrating. Yeah. I, I'm just glad that, to me, like, the crowd being with the clock and not with the match yeah. for the most of it didn't affect my viewing experience. It got me I a still, lot. Yeah. I still thoroughly enjoyed this. No, I, I did, too. I don't think that the match was bad, but I do think that yeah. the crowd did impact my viewing experience of it. Um, so, uh, we get to... The, I'm sorry, do you have any notes or you want to get to the finish of this? Um, I want them to bring back this aura of the IC Championship. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, this type of... Might be on the road to it. 
They got Gunther. Um. So okay, so this this finish. So this is one of my favorite finishes I've ever seen. I think. Yes. So first of all, Corey at one point says Ziggler is making Rollins beat him, and I was like, Yes, that's a great call. I agree. Great call. Yep. Um, there's so such good drama in the closing stretch with these yeah. with these falsies. Yeah, such good drama. Really good stuff. Um, what was the absolute when the time ended? What what was happening? I forgot. Was um, oh oh, what it was is I think uh uh, Rollins hit Rollins another stomp. Rollins, yeah, and then didn't and make he, and cover. he didn't make the yeah, cover in, in time. time. Yeah, they timed uh, it out very yeah. well. Yeah. And then we do the whole thing. We do the whole restart, sudden death. Yeah. But Ziggler, I hated this. Uh. Ziggler is like on his way back to the ramp, and then like Kurt comes out and restarts it. I kind of just thought that 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 Iron Man matches always went to a sudden death if there was tied at the end. So they don't always do that. And I. They've only. I think this one and the fucking Mania 12 are the only ones that have ever gone to a tie. Yeah, all the other ones have gone. That's that's what I mean. Where I feel like this was another homage to Sean, because they they haven't had any of the other ones go to an actual overtime. Yeah. So. So there's yeah. that. So they anyway they restart the thing. I popped huge for this. They restart the thing. Rollins is briefly basically up and on the offensive. Drew McIntyre back out after being ejected. Distraction. Zigzag, Dolph, in essence, immediately wins. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely fucking loved it. I thought it was bold, but I was like, I love that too. I, that, I think that's why I loved it. Yeah. Because yeah. you feel like you're lobbing like, this up to be bold. that babyface moment. And then exactly. she's like, no. I love it. Yeah. Um, good sell of the finish by Rollins. He's like... <sighs> I don't know how to describe it, but he's like basically doing an aw shucks, but not aw shucks. Yeah. Like, ugh, almost had him. Like, yeah. that sort of sell. Frustration, yeah. Yeah. There. Thanks for knowing what words are, yes. Tom, so I could Very not be good. an idiot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was my last note. Love it. Hell to the yes. Let's wrap this up real quick. This has been a lengthy episode. Um, you know what? We'll do plugs on the next one. Okay. Because we got to shut this fucking thing down. No, okay. We'll shut this one down. Shut it down. Because we got another thing. To shut, it shut it down. Shut it down. Watch his fucking legs.